Bigger, bigger, better, better, bolder, bolder. The cold hard truth is taking talk to the next level. Right here on Bobo 89.1 FM, Cayman's Community Radio. We are still spilling the tea and committed to being part of the change that Cayman so desperately needs. Join Sandy Hill weekdays from 7.30 a.m. for Premier Access, Cayman Voices, Truthful Thursdays, and much more. Cayman's number one talk show is now bigger, bigger, better, better, bolder, older, and more than talk. Getting results with hot topics, consumer reports, court exposés, and more. I've come to set the record I've come to shine the light on you Let me introduce myself I am the cold heart Now, from the CMR studio in Grand Cayman Live direct it's the cold hard truth now now join the conversation on 345-936-2626 that number again is Beautiful Americans, beautiful Brits. Who else we got in the house? We got some beautiful Canadians. Uh, what do we call people from the UK? Brits. Yes, I did say that one already. Who else we got? Our, our lovely Filipinos are in the house. We got people from Honduras. Ooh, honey child. All over the globe this morning. Yes, this person says I'm waiting. Don't y'all worry. We will not be disappointing today. <laughs> I don't think we ever do, but just in case, just in case you were expecting a fabulous show, get those teacups ready, honey chow. Yes, we're on. What's up? What's up? What's up? Good morning. I'm here. Are you guys here? This person, like, she can't see me, honey chow. Get your teacup ready. OMG, the messages are just flowing in like mad. All right, so... Um, let me see who is with us this morning. We have the beautiful and ever. Oh, where's Miss Vernita this morning? <gasps> Everton, Vernita, you guys are not first. OMG. We got the beautiful Miss Brenda who came in first. Hello, Miss Brenda. She said God's guidance and protection. Thank you, honey child. I, I have a suspicion I'm going to need it today, especially. Thank you. Miss Juanita, good morning to you. How are you? Uh, Miss Juanita is joining us from Georgia. Yes. Hello to all of our American friends as well. Diamond Princess in the house. We got people in Jamaica listening, of course. Marshall. Mm-hmm. Everton. Miss Bonnie says good morning to Sandra and the listening public. Ooh, First Lady says good morning, honey child. I hope you all have a blessed day and remember to smile and give your face a rest. I'm smiling. All right. You, you guys might have saw me at the dentist yesterday. I'm going to have an even more beautiful smile here shortly. Dr. Ironstone. Big shout out to Dr. Ironstone. 
Aw, I love Dr. Ironstone. He has been around forever and a day. This man is at least in his 80s. <laughs> and I tell you what, he is going strong. He's, he's an example of what you can do when you take good care of yourself. Because believe and trust when I tell you that Dr. Ironstone um, is, you know, he looks much younger than he is. He's, he's at least in his 80s. I mean, he's in his 80s. And um, he looks good. He acts young. And he's refreshed. And uh, yeah, still working. I was like, wow, I, I want to be him when I grow up in my 80s and still loving my job and all those, you know, years of experience. He's got to have, what, probably 60 years of experience by now. So I suppose um, from that perspective, you can't uh, find anybody with more qualified with all sorts of experience. So I had a little... Um, implant that I've got to get done. I actually have two, but we're going to start with one, Joe. And so, yes, he was doing the molding and the fitting. And, oh, it was an hour-long appointment of having my mouth open the entire time. And I was like, oh, Jesus, this is a lot. Um, yeah. What a mess. All right. Miss um, Dean is in the house. Patricia, good morning. Another Juanita. Juanita Ebanks is here. Cece McLaughlin. Paula Smith. Good morning, Paula. How you doing? Um, yes, Dean, got to give my props, my shout out to uh, Jamaicans. Of course, they're always here listening. You know, I've got secret fans that are Jamaicans and they be messaging me. Miss um, Sandy, me, me love your talk show. Me going to reach you. You know, me love it. Me love it, girl. Call them out. Yes, call them out. <laughs> me reach you. You me reach your style. <laughs> Stephen joining us from the UK. He says, good morning, beautiful people. Morna is here. Juliet joining us from the UK. Lovely. Love it. Love it. Miss Sonia watching from the UK. Look like Miss Sonia took a permanent vacation. She done up and left us. Uh, we've got Miss Dorothy. Um, yes, Dean. We're not forgetting. We're not forgetting. Leroy is here. Back of the class. Big up. Miss Dorothy. Irvelyn. Says, blaze some fire upon her this morning to lie. Ooh, honey child. You, if you don't know what's going on, it's only because you've been living under a rock. And might I suggest you um, scooch scooch the rock over and come on out, honey child, because we got a lot to cover this morning. I tell you what. Uh, uh, uh. In fact, we, we can get to it. Let's finish our good morning greetings. Uh, morning, Marshall says that CMR is a melting pot with people from all walks of life. You better believe it, honey, chill. Um, all walks of life, um, all, you know, nationalities, all countries. We love it. Uh, we're all about that type of diversity because I think it brings um, a very interesting element to our platform. Yes. Okay. Um, Nikki says, hey, Sandy, I'm commenting on YouTube so I can still use my phone. I got you. Good morning um, to Child with Purpose. I think your name is Nikki as well, or Nicola. Oh, gosh, you're tax taxing my brain this, this beautiful Wednesday morning. Lavana, right here in the 345, JD, says, free up my girl. She not did nothing wrong. JD, now you need, you, you, you got to get put in the back of the classroom talking foolishness. What do you? Iva's here. Irvelyn says, uh, every Everton late for class again. 
Three Keens for you. I don't even know where he is. Is he not here yet this morning? He might actually be working. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marshall says, I can't believe he's still going strong. He did my braces back in 1994. Oh, honey, child, he's still, he's still, mm, Dr. Iron still, definitely still going strong. Not a thing to him, honey, child. Um, let me see here now. Miss Olive, good morning to you. Uh-huh. Miss Sarah, good morning. Whoever heard of this Gigi before using K-Man and this dumb stunt to get more famous? <laughs> Sarah, I'm actually going to address that. Coming right up. Felicia. Uh, Miss Bonnie says he's a great man. Knew him from the day he came to K-Man speaking about Dr. Ironstone. Can somebody please tell Dr. Ironstone we're giving him a big shout out this morning. Um, tell him thanks for um, keeping Sandy's smile as good as it can be. Because, you know, we're not really all that fond of the dentist, but we got to do what we got to do. And Dr. Ironstone certainly helps. Good morning, Mr. Goodluck. We need to see a picture so we can actually see if you are Mr. Goodluck. <laughs> oh, but you said Mr. Goodluck, not ne necessarily Mr. Goodlooking. Hmm. <laughs> uh, Mr. Goodluck says, got the swanky ready on deck again. And I'm here for legislation conversation because I'm planning, to planning a trip soon. Legislation? Oh, legalize it. <laughs> oh, I saw the I saw the word legislation, and he actually said legalization. Well, they're pretty close. <laughs> oh, Mr. Good Look, what a hot mess. Dorothy from Florida. Uh, Nicola says we're not secret. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Iva. Paula is Jamaican. Yes, honey child. Big up, big up to my Jamaican peeps. Olivia. Adine says, me love me, Sandy, and me CMR. <laughs> Ervalyn says, uh, Olive, um, love and bangarang. Yes, honey child, Yasmin is here. Morna Lawrence is in the house. Finally, Miss Vernita, where were you? She says, I messaged the wrong show this morning, got a bit bewildered. Ooh, you must be hitting the good stuff. Tell me you got bewildered. <laughs> I don't know. Hello, Dawn. Uh, KK, are you being salty? KK says, who? Gigi, who? No, sir. <laughs> Dion, good morning to you. Strong Wilton House, let's get this bus on the road. Class is, uh, is listen, class today is on the road, okay? Now, anybody here living under a rock? Because it, the, the only way you could possibly not know what our conversation is about this morning is if you live under some rock and not even just a rock, you have to live under rock all the way in, where's the most remote place in the world? Um, the Arctic, somewhere there, where it's just you and the polar bears, <laughs> nothing else going on. Listen, we did this Gigi um, Hadid story and I'll tell you a little bit about her here in a second. And not in my wildest dreams, to be quite honest, did I expect um, that this would have gone viral in the way in which it has. Now, I knew who she was. I Sandy keeps up with celebrity news, especially Americans. You know, I love my housewives and I read all about celebrities. I got a couple celebrity channels and stuff like that that I follow. So, of course, I'm in the know. That's my job, to be in the know. And, um, you know, uh, a lot of you don't seem to know who the heck she is. In fact, the most interesting thing about this, um, which we're going to get to in details, is I don't know who's advising her. You know, these young people, 
they're young and they're not normally all that bright. Um, I don't like to cast dispersions just because you're a celebrity doesn't mean that you're not bright. However, a lot of them prove themselves not to be the sharpest. Okay. They're pretty and they've gotten by in life just because who your mama is, who you for, you know, that sort of thing. And, and you know, Yes, it happens all the time. We were talking about it yesterday in the context of college admissions. So, um, you know, people like her probably didn't even finish high school, had a private tutor that flew around with her to New York and California. Maybe she got a G GED. Some of them don't even get a GED, to be honest. Uh, it's just it's just their life that they live. Now, I'm not here to knock it. You know, she's a millionaire times over, and I guess she's happy with her life. Um, you know, that's completely on her. However, the one thing I will not permit, because I thought we were done with this conversation yesterday. The one thing I will not permit is people lying on my little country. No, 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 no. You're not going to lie on the Cayman Islands and think that Sandy is going to sit here and let you get away with that, honey chill. Under no circumstances. And so, thanks to Gigi and the Barbara Streisand effect, here we are again having to talk about her. Gigi, your PR team needs, uh, listen, hire me for PR, okay? I'll probably charge you less and I'll do a better job, girl. You know what I'm saying? Your PR team advised you and allowed you to release this statement that they know is a bold-faced lie? Um, you must be crazy. Mm -mm. We, we can't let it lie now, you see? That's not how we roll around here. Um, this might be a small country, but we believe in honesty. Something you Americans sometimes don't know anything about, given your past president and his track record. You all look like you're a little bit confused of what the truth is. You've been lying to yourself in your history books and everywhere. So we're going to make sure you keep it straight when you come to the Cayman Islands. Uh, Miss Merle, good morning, darling. How are you? Uh, Wanda says, I have no clue who she is. <laughs> I'm telling you, most of you do not. And that's a good thing. Because that is one of the reasons why I know she is lying. Mm, mm, mm. Can we get a hallelujah up in class today? Where's my hallelujah button? Y'all be ready. Praise the Lord. Y'all be ready this morning because class is going to get a little bit salty. All right. Easy pay. How you doing? Need to speak with you. We mental health. Okay. You message me in a jail. All right. So here's the thing. Like I said, if you live under a rock, you probably don't know about this story by now. Every single publication, I feel like, in the world, has picked up this story now and has ran with it. And thank you to all of the ones who actually gave CMR credit, because CMR broke the story. Nobody else. And you know what? I'm going to call out TMZ now. Um, Harvey Weinstein. No. Oh, shoot. Oh, my God. Wrong, Harvey. <laughs> Oops. Uh, hopefully that wasn't a Freudian slip. But Harvey, whatever your name is over at TMZ, why didn't y'all give CM, uh, CMR credit for a story? Everybody else gave us credit, but TMZ. Ooh, TMZ, y'all salty. And everybody always tells us we're the TMZ of K-Man. So now I'm kind of like, ooh, don't insult me because Harvey and them don't play nice. Give people credit. Okay, well, let's look at who gave us credit. Big shout out to all these wonderful people. Look at HTCity. Popculture.com, CNBC, supermodel Gigi Hadid arrested in the Cayman Islands for marijuana possession. Uh, let me enlarge this so y'all can see it, honey child. 
And all of them mentioned Kmart Road. Now, some of them, when they pronounce her name, they're kind of pronouncing it hard like they do the, the ganja. Uh, they don't really say ganja. They say um, ganja. Ganja. Mm-hmm. Um, here's another one. Lovely T.I. Um, pop culture and videos. Washington Post. Oh, my God. Sandy got a mention in the Washington Post. Say what? Yes, they sure did. When you click on it, they say, um, uh, according to a local report from the Cayman Mall Road, <laughs> we don't put the D in, the, the in front of it, just say Cayman Mall Road. But that's okay. Thank you, thank you. Um, we have videos here, entertainment tonight. We've got first posts. Um, there's Washington Post again. Who else we got? Oh, let's look at the posts. Okay. I mean, it's just next level crazy. ET Canada. Um, Daily Mail, ooh, honey child, Global News, Canada, Huffington Post. We have, who else, who else? Entertainment Tonight, I think we covered them already. I don't even know who this is. Linda Jablob, whoever that is. I have no clue. Never heard of that one. Beautiful Snow White. Uh, this is such a pretty picture of her. She is a very attractive girl, I must say. Um, K-R-O-N News, uh, it's gone viral. Gigi Hadid arrested in the Cayman Islands. VT, uh, E! News, TMZ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, HT City, BuzzFeed, People, People, like People Magazine. Go there, People. KTLA, some superficial, no clue who they are. The Mirror. Oh, oh my God. Popculture.com, Sky News, Daily again. They, they're trying to milk it. Um, I think we mentioned them. Of course, Cayman Ma Road. Look at that. Look at us trending right now. <laughs> NBC News, Inquirer.net. I have no clue what website this is. Open, oh, Openism? No clue who that is. Um, Curtis Conley mentioning it here in Cayman. E! News, or Ervalyn, look at you, girl. What you doing? <laughs> Sharing your story this morning. <laughs> Inquirer.net, Rappler. I mean, everybody who's anybody. Yahoo, Celebrity News, Main Pop Updates, Today Show, 12 hours ago. Oh, let's say the Today Show mentioned us. Oh, wow. Did they mention us? Let's see. Uh, blah, 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 possession, then yum, 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 two females, yada, yada, yada. According to the statement, Hadid, blah, 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 blah. Uh, 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 I don't see us in here. Oh, wait a minute. I keep reading. Blah, 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 blah. Hmm. Today's show might be as salty as um, them other people. All right. So um, I don't see it, but I, I'm just kind of scanning. But anyway, I would say 99.9% of the media outlets um, really did give us credit. And um, thank you, because, yeah, I mean, we broke the story. It is what it is. Hollywood News, Hollywood Unlock. Now, if y'all follow Celebrity News, y'all know Jason from Hollywood Unlock. I love Hollywood Unlock. Big shout out to Jason. Jason, hit me up. Uh, we love you here in the Cayman Islands. Those of us who know you, who you are, and I know who you are, honey, yeah. We love you. And also, Kim Pyre, big shout out to him. He did a, po- a little podcast thing on it. Melanie Hulse sharing it. Says, look, Sandy, you've gone large, honey child. U.S. Weekly, 
Uh, First Post. I mean, all these people in Style Magazine, all these people carry the story. It's a pretty big deal. Okay. Now, I was ready to let it go yesterday. I was happy. I explained certain things with the court. Johan and I had a very interesting discourse at the end of the program. If you missed it, rewind, go back. But we got to talk about this. But before we talk about it, shall we revel in the fact that the Cayman Islands name has been mentioned more in the past 24 hours than even with the, the Skylar thing? And we weren't mentioned that much with Skylar. This is a bigger story, which is crazy to me. But I'm going to talk about exactly why that is. So Sanita says she's a top model and best friend to Kim Kardashian's sister, Kendall Jenner. It's so funny that you have to describe Kendall Jenner as Kim Kardashian's sister. Because some people are like, who the hell is Kendall Jenner? Um, we're going to break it all down in terms of who she is. We're even, uh, the UK, the Independent has picked it up. Somebody messaged me this morning all the way from Germany. They're like, you're in Germany's biggest newspaper here. I was like, what? Of course, I don't speak German, so I don't know nothing about that publication. But um, they did send it to me and said, girl, let me see what the what the publication's called. It's called, um, oh God, I can't even pronounce that. No, 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 no. So, no, no, sorry. Uh, anybody speaks German? <laughs> What's the biggest publication called? Lord have mercy. Um, fa- oh God, can we can we butcher another language? Let me see. It is. Um, I I can't even B I L D, but it's Unterhaltung. Is it build.de? Shall I don't know, but of course they use the best picture of her possible in her little swimsuit on vacation, looking good at Palm Heights. Mm, mm, mm. Well, anywho, thank you. And you know the great thing is when they mention Cayman Mall Road. Um, somebody just said, Frank Matfield speaks and reads German. Oh, honey, child, stop being salty this morning. <laughs> mm. I, w- I would rather use um, translate.com than to be calling him. Mm. Anywho, sit back, relax, revel in the fact that we are all this morning um, enjoying a little bit of celebrityism along with Gigi. Check out the people who have done reports on this. Everybody from TikTokers to like, look at, have a look at this. It's wild. According to an online report, Gigi Hadid was allegedly arrested and charged with marijuana possession in the Cayman Islands. This post is via the blog The Neighborhood Talk, and the article they referenced was via Cayman Mile Road. It's being alleged that Gigi was charged with the possession of ganja after the drug was found in her luggage after being processed by customs officers at the Owen Roberts International Airport last week. The report claims that Gigi was charged along with Leah Nicole McCarthy, also from the US, and reports are that on the 10th of July, a private aircraft arrived at the Owen Roberts International Airport from the USA. They disembarked and were processed by Customs and Border Control, and allegedly during the search of their luggage, ganja and utensils used for the consumption of ganja were found in the luggage of both passengers. The quantities were relatively small and were seemingly for personal consumption. 
The report goes on to say both female passengers were arrested on suspicion of importation of ganja and importation of utensils used for the consumption of ganja. They were both taken to the prisoner detention center for processing and subsequently released on bail pending a ruling. The report also claims that both Gigi and McCarthy appeared in a summary court on the 12th of July and were charged. They pleaded guilty and were each fined $1,000 and no conviction was recorded. I don't know how credible this publication is and how they got hold of this information. The publication seems to cover court cases and crime watch in the Cayman Islands and they claim to shine a light on all things Cayman Islands. But I guess we'll soon find out if we hear more on all of this. Best friend. Girl, this was not on my bingo card today, honey. Listen, Gigi Hadid has been allegedly arrested charged with drug offenses girl what in the yolanda hadid is going on here says here american influencer and model Gigi hadid was charged with the possession of ganja after the drug was found in her luggage while being processed by customs officers at the owen roberts international airport last week oh this happened last week and it's just coming out now damn she has a good pr team hadid whose real name is whatever was charged along with leah nicole whoever and also from the united states reports are on the 10th of july a private aircraft arrived at the owen roberts you see this is what happens this is what happens they come on their private jets and they think they can do whatever the fuck they want to do it says the passengers disembarked and were processed by a customs and border control officer including the scanning of their luggage this prompted further and more detailed examination of the luggage of the two passengers. Oh, <gasps> During the search of their luggage, ganja <laughs> and utensils used for the consumption of ganja were found in the luggage <gasps> of both passengers. The quantities were relatively small and were seemingly for personal consumption. <gasps> Dio mio says both female passengers were arrested on suspicion of importation of ganja and importation of utensils used for the consumption of ganja. They were both taken to the prisoner detention center for processing and subsequently released on bail pending a ruling on their case by the Office of the Director of Public Prosecutions. On Wednesday, July 12, Gigi Hadid and MacArthur appeared in sum summary court and were charged. They pleaded guilty and were each fined $1,000 and no convention was recorded. Girl, Yolanda Hadid's lemon tree is worth like a hundred grand. A thousand dollars for them people is like a dollar. Oh okay, God. hold on it's a second. It's alleged that this Gigi guy, was charged oh my God, hold on. for oh, the consumption of This, wait, 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 wait. I was not going to interrupt this segment, but I had to laugh when he said, that um, her mother, which is Yolanda Hadid Foster, she's a model, um, when he said her lemon tree, because she loves to grow, she has a whole orchid of lemon trees, if you ever watch Housewives. She has a whole orchid of lemon trees in California. He's like, one of her lemon trees is worth $1,000. How she get? How she didn't get fined more than $1,000? Mm, it is a little bit low, but we can talk. We can talk. Keep listening were found in the luggage of both passengers the quantities were relatively small and were seemingly for personal consumption the omeo says both female passengers were arrested on suspicion of importation of ganja and importation of utensils used for the consumption of ganja they were both taken to the prisoner detention center for processing and subsequently released on bail pending a ruling on their case by the Office of the Director of Public Prosecutions. 
On Wednesday, July 12, Gigi Hadid and MacArthur appeared in sum summary court and were charged. They pleaded guilty and were each fined $1,000 and no convention was recorded. Girl, Yolanda Hadid's lemon tree is worth like a hundred grand. $1,000 for them people is like a dollar. Oh my God. You know what's so funny? How much they covered this. This happened July 10th. What's today? July 17th. Her, mm. Girl, their PR team is... But you know the Selena Gomez fans are going to be mm. like, oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? You want to allegedly talk shit uh, behind Selena Gomez's back with Gigi Hadid about her allegedly dating Saint Malik? Well, now go get arrested, girl. Listen. <laughs> what do you guys think? Let me know in the comments. Don't forget to hit that follow button for more late night tea, honey. And I'll see you guys in my next video. By the way, look what I'm eating. Gigi Hadid arrested on marijuana charges in the Cayman Islands. The supermodel, along with pal Leah McCarthy, were taken to jail last week, but were quickly released after pleading guilty. I mean... Now Gigi speaks out on Instagram, but no mention of her trouble in paradise. Writing on this beach snap, all's well that ends well. <laughs> A rep for Gigi explains to ET she was traveling with marijuana purchased legally in New York City, adding that her record remains clear and she enjoyed the rest of her time on the island. Yeah, they don't seem bothered by their legal troubles, including their $1,000 fine. I've always loved like mixing um, prints and colors. As Leah says on the gram, being this cute, guilty on all charges. I'm feeling so overwhelmed. According to a Cayman Islands outlet, Gigi and her pal flew into the country on July 10th when customs discovered the drugs and moved them to a detention center where they were both processed and released on bail. All my friends feel at home when they see my mom. Of course, it's not the first run-in with the law for Yolanda Hadid's daughters. How did this happen? How, how did she make that... That decision. Bella mm -hmm. Hadid, who was 17 at the time, was charged with a DUI in 2014. Mm -hmm. The fallout was captured by Bravo's cameras on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Mm -hmm. I thought the last thing that would ever happen is for Bella to have a drink and get in the car. But, mm -hmm. you know, she did. I just want to make sure that she's okay. I don't think in 19 years of being a parent, I've ever no, felt that collapsed inside, that overwhelmed mm. inside. And you, you know, know what? I truly then. believe that that incident put my child on the right path. Mm. And I thank God that it happened. Mm. And it was mm. a wake up call for her. As for her older sister, well, Gigi's arrest doesn't appear to have any serious consequences, of course except not. maybe a sunburn. Never this is wild. According to an online report, Gigi Hadid was allegedly arrested and charged with marijuana possession in the Cayman Islands. This post is via the blog The Neighborhood Talk, and oh, the articles me, that were sorry, found in the location is the customs officers. Find out if we hear more on all of this. Gigi Hadid was arrested in the Cayman Islands for having herbs yes, in her I suitcase. The time is now 4:20. According to this article from a publication in the Cayman Islands, she was arrested. She was charged with the possession of the herb after it was found in her luggage while being processed by customs officers at the Owen Roberts International Airport last week. So Gigi was traveling with somebody else who was also charged. So the reports are that on the 10th of July, 2023, a private aircraft arrived at the Owen Roberts International Airport. They were processed by Customs and Border Patrol. They scanned their luggage. This prompted further and more detailed examination of the luggage of the two passengers. 
During the search of their luggage, they found the herb and utensils used for the consumption of the herb. So they found this in Gigi's luggage and the other person's luggage who was traveling with Gigi. They said the quantities were relatively small and were seemingly for personal consumption. Both female passengers were arrested on suspicion of importation of herbs and importation of utensils used for the consumption of the herbs. They were both taken to the prisoner detention center for processing. They got released on bail pending a ruling on the case by the Office of the Director of Public Prosecutions. On Wednesday, July the 12th, they appeared in summary court and were charged. They pleaded guilty and were each fined $1,000 and no conviction was recorded. I don't get why they wouldn't look up the laws of the country that they're going to to Hold make on. sure that they Top. can actually Or just wait till you get there and get somebody to buy it for you. Simple as that. Gigi Hadid's summer vacation has a bit of a rocky start. E! News has learned that the supermodel was kicking off a recent girls trip to the Cayman Islands when she was arrested at Owen Roberts International Airport. According to the local news outlet Cayman Marl Road, after Gigi and a friend arrived on the island via a private plane, officials allegedly found ganja and utensils used for the consumption of ganja in their luggage. The outlet says Gigi and her friend were arrested on, quote, suspicion importation of ganja and importation of utensils used for the consumption of ganja. It adds they were taken to the prisoner detention center and later released on bail. Cayman Marl Road reports that two days later, the next in fashion star and her friend were formally charged in a court appearance where they pleaded guilty and were both fined $1,000. They are not facing any charges. The 28-year-old's rep tells E! News Gigi was traveling with marijuana purchased legally in New York City with a medical license, adding it has also been legal for medical use in Grand Cayman since 2017. Her record remains clear and she enjoyed the rest of her time on the island. E! News has reached out to authorities regarding the matter and has not yet heard back. Of course, as we've seen on social media, the incident didn't completely completely derail Gigi's tropical getaway. She's been posting some videos and mm. photos, including a bikini shot that reveals a giant dragon tattoo on her leg. The model didn't specify whether it's temporary or permanent, but did later ask followers the question, am I in my girl with the dragon tattoo era? She also does a choreographed dance with friends to her bestie Taylor Swift's song, Cruel Summer. In another bikini post, the guest-in-residence founder shows off her toned bod in an underwater pic, asking playfully, what designer makes this noodle? Wrong answers only. Gigi Hadid's summer vacation has a bit of a rocky start. E! News has learned that the supermodel was kicking off a recent girls trip to the Cayman Islands when she was arrested at Owen Roberts International Airport. According to the local news outlet Cayman Marl Road, she also cute guilty on all charges. McCarthy to her bestie Taylor Swift's song, Cruel Summer. In another bikini post, the guest-in-residence founder shows off her toned bod in an underwater pic, asking playfully, what designer makes this noodle? Wrong answers only.
Gigi Hadid arrested on marijuana charges in the Cayman Islands. The supermodel, along with pal Leah McCarthy, were taken to jail last week, but were quickly released after pleading guilty. I mean... Now Gigi speaks out on Instagram, but no mention of her trouble in paradise. Writing on this beach snap, all's well that ends well. A rep for Gigi explains to ET she was traveling with marijuana purchased legally in New York City, adding that her record remains clear and she enjoyed the rest of her time on the island. Mm -hmm. Yet they don't seem bothered by their legal troubles, including their $1,000 fine. Mm. I've always loved like mixing um, <laughs> prints and colors. As of course they're not worried. It goes on and on and on. It's for having herbs. Star and, and her friend were formally charged in a... I mean, trust me, folks, the reports are endless. In fact, someone sent me this morning in the world of radio. Um, there is a publication called Pulse, or I guess a network called Pulse Newsfeed that goes out to over 5,000 radio, um, I guess, connections or publications, whatever, across the world, 5,000 radio stations, and that is now on the pulse as well. It, it's it's shocking uh, that it's gone so big and um, over 5,000 radio stations. But listen, I'm not as bothered. Um, I actually have her indictment sheet. Uh, something weird has been going on with my email lately. I'm trying to sort this out. Um, we'll, we'll get it. I know the court office isn't quite, isn't quite open yet, so I've asked them to resend it. So I have the what's called the memorandum of conviction for Hadid because I wanted to know exactly the quantity. Now I, I'm no druggie. Um, listen, most of these celebrities have problems with drugs. Let's be honest. It's just a lifestyle. They have access. They have money. Normally they have parents who don't do the best job, um, or because of the environment that they're in. Even parents who try their best, they get sucked into the celebrityism, and it's not a big deal. The other daughter had a DUI, and I remember watching that because I watched. Um, housewives of Beverly Hills that her mom was on, um, you know, and they, they always get into stuff. Most of them die young because they can't stay out of the fentanyl. They can't stay out of it. The, they don't normally hit crack because that's the poor man's drug of choice. Um, but, you know, they're going to get into the heroin. They're going to get into the cocaine and they're going to now hit the fentanyl. And next thing you know, especially with fentanyl, they're killing themselves off left, right and center, dropping dead. So apparently the amount, let me get y'all the amount, honey chill. And y'all have to help me out here because, like I said, I really know nothing about drugs. So I don't know if this is a lot. Is this a little bit? I, I have no clue. But the amount is, um, let me see here now. Oh, Lord. Where's the amount? 15.3 grams. Is that right? I tell you, I've been having issues with my email. 15.3 grams, I think, is the amount. I'm going to have to. Double check my emails here. Is that a lot? Y'all tell me, because I have no clue. Um, is that a little bit? Is that a lot? Uh, you know, they said personal consumption. So um, it's still importation, but the court does treat it differently if it is a personal consumption amount. So that's what they said, um, personal consumption. 15.3 grams, I believe, is what I recall. My emails have just been randomly disappearing. Um, so anyway, I, um, you know, <laughs> oh, honey, yeah. I did, 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 did. Uh -huh. okay. So it's not really a whole lot. 
I think that, you know, obviously it still breaches the law. Um, we were not so concerned with, um, let me see if I can find, um, we were not so much concerned with um, the $1,000 fine in a way, right? If other people are fined $1,000, that's not really, really a big deal. I do think that the interesting thing about this is, and the one guy in TikTok made a fair point, $1,000 is like no money to these people. Like literally, he was like, one of her lemon trees cost thousands of dollars. That's like no money. I don't know how much the court takes into consideration a person's ability to actually pay a fine, like how significant that would actually be. Um, I mean, I've heard them before um, say, well, if a person can't pay it, like what is the sense in actually charging it? Because, you know, we'll never see the money in any event. I do think, I, I do think a thousand dollars is a little bit low in all fairness and looking at all of the circumstances um, of the situation. It should have been more than $1,000. I'll agree with that. That doesn't mean, and I wanna be very, very clear, that doesn't mean that other people have not been charged $1,000. Um, you know, this is where the discretion of the court comes in that oftentimes does kind of make you question a couple of things here and there, but the court has the discretion. And so they're able to ultimately decide yay or nay, you know, one way or the other, right? I'm trying to find that email. I'll, I'll find it with the amount again. Mm. Okay. So where I have an issue now is apparently what Hadid has done. You know, when you get in trouble, this is what I tell my daughter. She's only six years old. And this is what I tell her. When you get in trouble, you know, you get caught red-handed. Just say, I'm sorry. Okay? Leroy says that's about two splits. I don't know. Just acknowledge you're wrong and say, I'm sorry. Let's move on. All right? I've told you guys before about this Barbara Streisand effect where you just, you know, blow up a situation even more by lying about it, by making ridiculous allegations, by responding to it. Maybe her best thing was to say nothing at all. That's the advice. If I were her PR person, that would be the advice that I would give her. Just let it, the 15 minutes, you're a celebrity. It might last for half an hour because you're a celebrity. Just let it roll and we'll be okay. You continue your fabulous life, vacationing, put down the phone for a couple of days, don't read anything. Cause I know she's being bombarded. Like all her friends are like, girl, you in Cayman, you're in the Cayman Islands and you didn't invite me. This probably is more their concern than the fact that she got caught with a little bit of ganja. They're like, well, you went to the Cayman Island and you only took her? Kylie Jenner, um, hello, Gigi. I can't believe that you did not even invite me. Like I would have gone with you. Like I'm supposed to be your bestie. I'm I'm very, very upset by this right now. I'm I'm gonna put you on ice. I'm gonna unfollow you on the gram. Like seriously. Like really? How could you do this to me? I'm a California girl like you. I expected better of you. You know, this is probably the discussion that they're having amongst themselves. It's not all that serious in their friend group to get caught with DUIs and all that. Like I said, this is par of, for the course. 
for these so-called celebrities. Yeah, they all, in fact, I'm shocked if they don't have a DUI. I'm shocked if they're not puffing this and snorting that and injecting all sorts of stuff. Anyway, it's, it's very ironic that she was staying at Palm Heights. Let's move on from that part of the discussion. We'll circle back to them again. Um, so her response then was to um, conjure up this story that our agents here, she said the cops, but I think she's confused because like I said, most of them don't have a whole lot of education. So she don't know the difference between enforcement officers who caught her with the ganja at the airport. And, and these guys, they fall, they go to court with them. They're like there during the court hearing and everything. They follow through on their cases. Like they have to be there. And, you know, they're oftentimes called as witnesses and that sort of stuff, right? They are enforcement officers. CBC officers are enforcement officers. So I don't think that she knows the difference. Somebody said I need to fix my look. Cayman Islands pendant. Big up, big up to David. Prodigy Jewelers. Look at the Cayman pride. Thank you so much for mentioning that I need to fix that. Beautiful, right? We are Caymanians. Yes, honey, Chad. There we go. There we go. Better? Thank you. Oh, let me. There we go. Um, so I don't, I don't think that um, she knows the difference. So she said, oh, the police tried to bribe her. Now I saw some of y'all donkeys on social media like, oh, well, I, I believe her because I don't trust the police. Put, p- pump your brakes for a second. I may not trust the police either. And I've got bones to pick with them on occasion. But I also can sniff out a lie when I see one. Mm-hmm. Sniff it. Okay. Gigi is a liar. Nobody tried to bribe her. You know how I know nobody tried to bribe her? Nobody even knew who the hell she was. <laughs> Seriously. Her name, she went by this name. What the heck the name is again? Her real name. Nobody don't know who that is. Um, Jelena Nuara Hadid. Even Gigi Hadid. Half of y'all don't know who the heck Gigi Hadid is. You're like, who? who? Like KK say, who? Who's she? Who's she for? Who her mama is? Yolanda Hajid Foster. You're still like, who? I only know her because I follow celebrity news. Most of y'all don't have a clue. You think her CBC agent sitting there reading People Magazine every day? Um, following E! Entertainment News, following TMZ, and they know who the heck she is? They don't have a clue. Why would they bribe some random looking chick? I'm sorry to say. American at that. I don't believe her for one minute. And the problem that I have with someone like her lying about something like that is because that type of a dangerous lie now gets picked up by, this is where, you know, everybody, oh my God, Cayman is all over the map. First of all, DOT, Ministry of Tourism, calm down. You could not pay for this type of PR, okay? This is not bad news for y'all. Look here, honey chow. Her Instagram post, which everybody is now having a look at, let me bring it back up and show y'all, has um, one post has seven, oh, hold on, here we go. Here you go, honey child. 2.7 million loves, it probably reached even more than that. This one has 3.5 million. This is her when she first got in at the hotel, 2.1 million. Tell me she's off to Paris soon. This girl is living her best life. There she is in the Cayman Islands. Those towels look familiar if you've been to um, that, uh, that hotel there, whatever it's called. Um, and then uh, Fernando. Oh, look, look at our little PR guy. Oh, my God. 
Look at um Fernando. Um oh my god, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Gary, we all know him as Gary. Uh look at Gary working for DOT. Y'all better give Gary a raise. He put a little comment. Is that at Visit Cayman Islands? Did she respond? Who replied? Oh, Visit Cayman Islands says, who knows? <laughs> touche, touche. Uh, they getting their little tags in there, mess with them. Um, of course, that's the Cayman Islands. Everybody knows it's the Cayman Islands. Here she is enjoying a little pool time or ocean time or whatever. Um, and here they are on the beach. This is where 20 hours ago she posted, all's well that ends well. That's because the story had blown up at that point. So she's like, I'm okay. Look at me in my beautiful bikini pic. Oh, yes. Eating oysters on the beach. Uh-huh. Look at me. I'm good. Where did she find this handsome fella? Ooh, sexy. Mm, look at his legs. Mm. Anywho, um, <laughs> there she is in another bathing suit. Our beautiful seven-mile beach in the background. This is good PR, DOT. Y'all not seen the likes of this kind of PR ever. Seriously? Palm Heights. There she is. Yep. We recognize the ceiling fans. They should upgrade them. Um, there she is with her besties. Uh, this person says, um, Gigi, after being arrested for drugs and released with money, <laughs> that got a thousand likes. And then a few people started, um, commenting. Yeah. Tell them where you got arrested overseas. What a hot mess there. Look at that beautiful Cayman Island sky, right? Sun tanning, getting some skin cancer under your belt. Go on girl. And there she is probably going out for a little bit of dinner, showing off her bodysuit pulling that skirt down, said, look at me. I'm young, sexy, rich, and fabulous. Y'all just jealous. That's why y'all posting about me. And then showing her little bag of jewelry. Maybe she bought some of this jewelry in the Cayman Islands. I don't know. But there, there's her bag of jewelry. Um, and, you know, looking at fabulous, living her best life. You can't pay for this kind of PR, right? Gigi did y'all a favor by getting arrested. And I have no qualms with it whatsoever. My issue is please don't lie in our hardworking CBC officers. They have a hard enough job and not every single one of them gets it right all the time. We've talked about them, but when they do get it right, right? When they don't care whether you're a celebrity, they don't even know that you're a celebrity. They still check your bags. You came in on a private jet. We should be applauding CBC this morning, because understand what I'm telling you. Even when you come in in a private jet, you're going to still be subject to searches and seizures, right? This is why you can't be trusting people. Just because they roll in here looking rich and fabulous and can fly in in a, a private jet, that don't mean nothing. The same thing, the same way she was smuggling in a little bit of marijuana, that could have been a little bit of crack, a little bit of ecstasy, a little bit of whatever. Now, y'all think it's all fun and games because it's just ganja. Or as they say, ganja. How, how do they pronounce it? They don't say ganja. They say ganja. I can't even pronounce it, mispronounce it. However they say it. They, they be dragging out the, the second part of the syllabus, syllabi a little bit too long. But what if she was smuggling something else in? And next thing you know, she ended up ov overdosing dead at Palm Heights. This morning, the story would have been very different, wouldn't it? So CBC, where's my applause button this morning? Hold on here now. Y'all did a beautiful job. Thank you very much. Continue uh, searching anyone or everyone without fear or, or favor. It doesn't matter. But she's a liar. Nobody at CBC tried to bribe her. Like I said, they didn't even know who the heck she was. That's why the story took so long to come out.
So for those of you on Instagram who ain't got no sense, like, oh, I believe her. Really? I have a piece of land down East End that I want to sell you to since you're so gullible. The story was never going to be released by anybody if CMR did not publish it. And before we published it, we made sure we checked and we cross-checked and we verified and we got our facts straight. Because these are the kind of fools that would sue you if you get one little paragraph and one little period in the, in the paragraph wrong. Okay? So I don't appreciate the lie, Gigi. You got to do better than this. Now, in addition to her lying about this scandalous situation, let me see if there's somebody calling to be on the show. Good morning, caller. Are you trying to get the show line? 9362626. Yes, ma'am. All right. In addition to her lying about this, because then this gave us bad press, which I don't like. I don't like you making us trying to look bad, Gigi, especially when you know you're wrong, honey child. Like I tell my six-year-old Gigi, just admit that you're wrong. Because she'd be trying to, you know, at six years old, they'd be trying to finagle a lie. And I said, Gigi, just say, I'm sorry, I'm wrong, and let's move on. Because you're going to get in more trouble when you try to cover it up with a lie. Good morning, caller. Good morning, I'm Sandra. Morning, love. How are you? I just want to tell you I'm praying for you. I mean, good Lord bless and keep you. Thank and you. I just always listen to your show, you know? I look for people who are struggling and suffering under the system, you know? So God bless you, baby. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. Oh, such positivity this morning. Morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Sandy, hi. You mentioned something about PR. Mm-hmm. That we couldn't pay for that sort of PR, but Tom Heights is paying for that PR. Oh God! Trust me. Find those influencers are coming down here. You know that. Say that again. Sorry. Tom Heights. Mm-hmm. They're publicists. Mm-hmm. It's the publicist that's getting those individuals to come down here. So whether Gigi Bella. Oh yes, because time. because they're trying to um, they're trying to offset all the bad press that they've been getting, which is the truth from us lately. I, I'm I'm well aware of that situation. I think it's becoming an influencer hotel, as they call it. Yes. Right. So we'll continue to see yeah. in Hollywood or the hit girls come down. Yeah. And yeah, they do drugs. Yeah. So we're well, going to this is what we're going to see. Yeah. What I would love for um, Palm Heights to spend some energy and time on instead of focusing on, you know, celebrities is to try to pay their bills and treat their staff better. That would be a miracle. What about having some came in kind as well? Mm-hmm. You know, that's yeah. another, that's another thing, but I'll leave you there. Thank but you again, so they much. have their publicists yes. and they pay, they pay between 20 and $30,000 a month. I mean, this is big. This is big. Yeah. Big and they thing. could be, they could be using that money to pay all these contractors that they owe money, money to. Wow. Thank you so much, you Colin. Have a wonderful day. You too. Thanks. You too. thanks. Yeah. I mean, hear that now. I love that. Thank you, caller. Um, that's a good point. Um, so they pay for Gigi Hadid to come and, you know, stay here and then tag them or whatever on the gram and everywhere else. But um, Palm Heights, take a word of advice from a small business owner you're a big business owner. I'm a small business owner. Pay your bills. Your good name is worth more than, you know, a celebrity status and Gigi coming and sitting in your beach chair. That's all I'm saying. And then she goes back and tell her friends, oh, I went to the Cayman Islands and I stayed, look, my, my lawn chair is in the, in the ocean. And, you know, I stayed in this beautiful seven mile beach. Pay your bills, treat your staff better. And you won't have to worry about what I'm saying about you because I would have nothing to say. You know how many staff members from COVID have been complaining about Palm Heights? I am sick and tired of hearing their name, quite frankly, but that 
We'll circle back to them another day. So Gigi um, and her publicist, by way of her publicist, tell this big lie that came out of cops tried to bribe her again. I think she meant to say CBC officers, but of course she got it wrong. Um, and so now, you know, she's trying to throw our police officers under the bus, claiming that they were trying to bribe her. I, I, I like I said, I really take issue with people who lie to me. Um, I don't like it. And, um, you know, like I tell my daughter, the punishment for you is going to be more severe if you lie to me. That just, that is what it is. At the age of six, she'll tell little fibs. And I say to her, do I look, listen, I stop her dead in her tracks. I said, Gianna, because you know, when you're vexed, you're not calling her Gigi. Gianna, I know that you're lying to me. I just saw you do it. Oh, but I don't, stop it. I don't want to hear a lie right now. I'm not in the mood for lies. I'm never in the mood for lies. You will get in more trouble when you lie. But you see, these celebrity children, they don't learn that, honey chill. They be lying to their mamas. They be out with boys at the age of 12 and 13, doing all kind of stuff. And they just lie to their parents. We're like, oh, okay, darling. Oh, I've got, I've got, you, I've got you another modeling job book. Don't worry about it. Their priorities are all kind of screwed, right? But at the end of the day, and um, Kara says, unless she has proof of that occasion, of that accusation, she's a liar. She ain't got no proof. Here's the thing. You go into a country, right? I don't care who you is and whatever. And you get caught with whatever, marijuana. And somebody tries to bribe you. Then you go to court. You go to detention center. You go to court. You hire a lawyer. Big shout out to Richie Barton. Somebody over at the Palm Heights called him. And again, this PR machinery that they have. Oh, Richie, we'll give you a nice little retainer. 10 grand. Just take this case. Keep it on the, on the profile. You know, go go after three o'clock after the court's actually closed. Make this happen for us. You know, blah, blah, blah. Get her the lowest fine. And, and you know, nobody will ever know. Really. He did his job, I guess. He's a lawyer. But here's the problem. If somebody had actually tried to bribe her, you don't think she would have brought that up in court? I know I would have been shouting it from the rooftops, your honor. I just came to your beautiful Cayman Islands. Yes, I have a little bit of uh, marijuana, marijuana in my suitcase. But come on now. You know, your officers tried to bribe me. She doesn't mention the bribery until after the story comes out about her and after the story goes viral. Mm. Uh, suspicious much? Liar much? Liar, liar. I don't want to say pants because she don't look like she wear that too much. Bikini bottom on fire? Come on, girlfriend. Don't, we, we, we're not foolish. And everybody at TMZ and whoever else you tell this bold-faced lie to, dailymail.com and everybody else, they're no fools either. You're just making yourself look stupid, quite frankly, and unintelligent. Now, she doesn't stop there, of course. She tries to excuse her behavior. And again, you know, young people, I say this all the time, whether young or old, doesn't really matter. Take accountability. We're all human beings and we all screw up on occasion. God knows. None of us can say that we're perfect. Okay? So, you know, we make poor decisions. We know, we, we know we're not supposed to be drinking and driving. When it happens, you just say, all right, I made a bad decision. I'm sorry. I'm not going to let it happen again because I realized I could have killed somebody. You know? 
All right, I love to smoke my pot. I love to get high. I should have left it home. Somebody said earlier, I bet you she wouldn't do that in Russia. <laughs> Imagine had she gone to Russia and done such a thing. She would be in jail. Y'all would be making international news, news all right. She is absolutely ridiculous. Because then she claims, oh, I have a license. Here, here, the next ridiculous comment. Oh, I have a license in the Cayman Islands. Or, I'm sorry, a license in New York to use marijuana. And so therefore, that extends to the Cayman Islands who legalized it back in 2017. Girl, who are your publicists? You need to fire them. They don't have no sense and you have even less sense for allowing them to release such a statement. Let me make sure, because we got a lot of followers all over the globe. Right now we got Americans listening to this program. We got people in the UK. I want to be very, very clear about something. Just because it is legal in your country, in your neck of the woods, does not mean that it is legal in the Cayman Islands. Allow me to say that again. I want you to read my duck lips. Just because it's legal in the United States of America does not make it legal in the Cayman Islands. And you demonstrate your ignorance by making such a statement. Oh, I've got a medical marijuana card from New York. Of course you do. Everybody got a medical marijuana card in the United States of America. Colorado, New York, uh, California, even the very dogs got medical marijuana cards. The city rats in New York, there's plenty of them and they're big as hell. They have medical marijuana cards too. Because you can just get them for nothing and anything. Oh Lord, I got a tummy ache. Okay, here's a medical marijuana card. That'll solve you. Oh, I just bucked my toe. Here's a medical marijuana card. Oh my God, the sun. Oh, here's a medical marijuana card. It's hot out there. Take this. They get it for everything. It's, 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 you know, you walk down Times Square, they've got all the weed shops everywhere and they stink it up. The environment with the smoke, the weed smells so disgusting and so nasty. I got to tell you, it's not a good smelling thing. And it's, it's permeating the streets. Everybody got one. The babies and strollers getting medical marijuana cards. Okay. Here, smoke this joint. Uh, Sucking a gummy. They think that's going to solve all their problems. Poor them. So I'm not surprised that she has a medical marijuana card in New York City. What I'm surprised at is her and some really unintelligent person on her PR team decided to say, well, after the fact, we discovered that it's legal in the Cayman Islands. I'm sure Richie Barton, your lawyer, would have told you because people have tried this hot mess before, but oh, it's legal somewhere else. I have a prescription. I'm sure he would have told you that that's not going to fly. So why then are you releasing it to the media as though it's going to fly? I have prescriptions. The only drug I take is my little blood pressure tablet because y'all be making my blood pressure rise. And, um, you know, I have gone to the United States before and forgotten my blood pressure. Y'all know this? One time, I actually praise the Lord for my friends at Cayman Airways. I was in Miami for a couple of days and I left it. I was like, oh my God, my pressure is going to go through the roof. Someone actually brought it on the next flight for me once they found out, came to my house, grabbed it for my husband, brought it all the way to Miami, you know, gave it to somebody else who gave it to me. It was like a little transaction. 
Because you know why? I can't take a Cayman prescription and go to any pharmacy in America and say, fill this prescription for me. They're going to be like, who? Cayman who? Uh, no. Cayman, no. Okay. Trust and believe. When I went to New York, same thing. I took it out. I'm like, okay, this time I'm not going to forget it. <laughs> took it out, put it next to my little toiletry bag on the counter. Miss Stacy can tell you, left and went to the airport and still forgot it. Miss Stacy sent me a picture. Um, aren't these your tablets? I'm like, ah, again. Five days. You can't go five days without your blood pressure tablets. You can go five days without marijuana, but not your blood pressure tablets. So, so I was like, oh man. When I go to New York now, I'm like, oh, can y'all hook me up? They're like, no, no, we can't. That's against professional standards. What we can do is you can go to the walk-in clinic, pay a couple hundred dollars to see the person there. They'll take your blood pressure for you and say, okay, now we'll issue a prescription. And I said, okay, well, if that's what I got to do, that's what I got to do. So I had to do, I forget the name of the place and, and, you know, they have them all over New York. Uh, They're like walk-in clinics, whatever. Walked in right there in Times Square all right, yes, I take their blood pressure tablet every day, blah, 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 just give me my prescription. Oh, well, we have to talk to you about it. I'm like, what? <laughs> no, you don't. I've been taking them for years now. I know not to drink um, uh, grapefruit juice with it, blah, blah, blah. Nope, 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 nope. That's because they want to justify charging me $200 for the visit. So sh- common sense would tell you that you have a prescription Elsewhere does not mean that it's relevant in the Cayman Islands. But Gigi, please educate yourself because we don't want you to end up like Brittany in a Russian prison because they would love you because you're so pretty, child. Don't put yourself in trouble. Because, you know, people like her will also go to countries like um, United Arab Emirates and Dubai and do stuff over there and get in trouble. And if you think they're not gonna chop off a finger or throw you in jail with a bunch of men, you better think again. So consider this experience, because it came down so soft, a warning experience at the toddler level for you, but you need to grow up real quick because you're almost a 30 year old woman. I would like to refer all of you to the relevant law. If you have any questions about what Cayman's policy is, on marijuana. Okay. Big shout out to Denny Warren, Misuse of Drugs Act 2017. He was instrumental in getting um, medicinal marijuana approved for this jurisdiction. Go refer to the misuse of drugs law. And these are the pertinent sections. When it talks about, um, back up here, section 2A, subsection 1, the use of cannabis extracts and Tinctures, is that how you say it? Tinctures of cannabis for medical or therapeutic purposes were prescribed by a medical doctor licensed in, Gigi, I believe you can read, but just in case, I'm going to break it down for you. Licensed in accordance with, it doesn't say the laws of New York, honey child. No, 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 no. It says in accordance with the health practice law, 2017 revision. Mm-hmm. Your doctor can't get authorized because you go on to see what authorized means. 
a person acting in the course of lawful duties as a medical doctor licensed in accordance with the health practice law. Okay, you see it right there? Yes, that's who can under prescription issued by a medical doctor in accordance with this law, not the laws of New York, Didi. You understand me? Again, stupidity. Pretty, but not got much going on upstairs, I'm afraid. But her PR team, it's their job to protect her. She's not a legal scholar. I don't think she's probably ever read a law book in any law in her life. That's not really her job, quite frankly. But the people that you surround yourself with, Gigi, should know better. They're being paid handsomely to not make you look stupid in public. And I'm afraid to tell you that they've actually failed. Now, this is not a big deal. It's a $1,000 fine. Nothing was recorded in her record. And for the record, let me be very, very clear. I said this to Johan yesterday, and I want to maintain this position because this is the truth. I've sat in court, and I've seen a lot of Caymanians come through the court system, get a slap on the wrist for the same marijuana. Go away. Stop smoking and making your fingers ugly and your lips ugly, and it's giving you cancer. Go away and behave yourself, right? Uh, they don't want to mess up. You know, you get caught with a split. They're like, listen, just stop smoking. It's still illegal in this jurisdiction, all right? They might make you take a drug test every once in a while, put you in drug court, and they don't record anything on your record either. Now, unfortunately, I um, tried to reach out to the court office to say, give me some numbers on how many um, no convictions have been recorded in relation to this particular offense. Well, they don't have data because unfortunately they haven't been collecting any data. Bless, blessings, blessings to Chief Magistrate Margaret Ramsey Hill. This is one of the things that she spoke about bringing the court system up to the 21st century. We're now in the year of your Lord, 2023. Mm -hmm. Please, collate data, put it together, have a computer system where you can run filters and provide this information in 10 minutes because that's how it works elsewhere in the world. Okay, I know she's working on it. She got a lot to do, chill. Uh-huh, uh-huh. She'll get there. But I see it with my own eyes all the time. So I don't want to make this a Caymanian versus, you know, expats and, oh, she got special treatment. She got special treatment the time of day that they allowed her to go to the, the court. Most celebrities would because they don't want to be bombarded with like, you know, we don't really do that in Cayman, but you know, CMR would have been their child. I would, oh, I would have loved to take a little picture of her. Can I get her mugshot photo? And, and everywhere else in the world, these things are released to the public. Even mugshot photos, they post them online. Like, it's not a big deal. Only in Cayman do we not collate data. We don't, that's why they can't make any, you know, real decisions that are, are educated and based on facts because we don't have the numbers to support it. We just kind of fly by the seat of our pants. So my issue, uh, you know, some lawyers have said, mm, they think that $1,000 is a little bit low. I think given who she is, like if you're trying to send a message to someone of her financial means, $1,000 is really ridiculous. Um, you know, $5,000, $10,000. Uh, my understanding is $1,000 is essentially the lab fee and that's all that she paid for. So that's not a deterrence in any way. Magistrate Foldance, I like you, but sometimes you're a little bit soft, you know, and I see it all the time. Not, with, not just with Gigi. 
to to his to be fair to him, I've sat in court, and there's one case in particular that stands out: hardcore druggie from West Bay, and he was in drug court again for the umpteenth million time, rap sheet a mile and and a quarter long. And, and, you know, Mr. Fodat is like, oh, you know, Mr. Ebanks, let's just say Mr. Ebanks, everybody from West Bay is in Ebanks. Mr. Ebanks, you know, oh gosh, here we are again with you. And we just keep trying. You're not going to drug rehab like you're supposed to. You're not doing this. You're not doing that. Um, you know, and, and, and look, you got your mom here again. He even remembered the mother's name. Please stand up. Thank you so much for really standing by your son. But this time we're going to have to send him to jail. His, his number's up after 20 times in the year. His number's up now. We're going to have to send him to jail because he's just not learning. So maybe, you know, whilst he's in jail, he clean, he'll, you know, um, dry out a little bit from the crack and, you know, get his life back on track because he has potential when he's not on drugs and he's doing pretty good. I'm sitting there listening to, um, to Chief Magistrate Foldats. I almost felt sorry for this guy. I was like, oh, 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 more drugs again. And his mommy, poor her, she's stressed out. This son of hers putting years, taking years off of her life. I was like, after full deaths, I was like, oh my gosh, I feel so sorry for you. Not because you're going to still get published on CMR. So um, I think he's a little bit soft. You know, he's in summary court. He sees a lot. And, you know, the court has a mantra that they try when it comes to what are they doing with um, a defendant? Are they here to punish you? Is it retribution? Is it this or that? I know for a fact that when it is your first offense and it's for something like marijuana, drugs, like it's not murder, some big time, you know, uh, case, they tend to take the view that um, really they are trying to um, offer you a second chance and rehabilitate you if it's possible, give you the opportunity to say, okay, this was a mistake and I'm not going to do it again. Uh, exhibit A, classroom. Exhibit A, Tiffany Connolly. She got chances. That's why when y'all were trying to defend her, I went, oh my God, she didn't mean to kung fu kick that man down and break his glasses and almost break down his door and throw her bicycle on top of not one but two cars and beat up the police and curse at the police and kick the police in the nuts and... She didn't mean to do all that because she's a nice little girl. I was like, um, you do know that this is not her first time at the rodeo. This is going to be her third offense. But the reason why y'all didn't know it, just like Gigi, no conviction was recorded. So that is not unusual. And trust me when I tell you, Tiffany did way more than Gigi. She assaulted multiple police officers, beating up her mommy, beating up her sister. This girl is like rage, road rage on, on something else, on some kind of, I don't know, whatever drugs that make you even crazier. That's how she gets. And the court was sympathetic towards her on multiple occasions, multiple instances. This girl breaking into people's homes holding herself hostage up in the bathroom and threatening them. Capiche? Four or five charges on one sheet. And the court, as a Caymanian young lady, said, okay, 
this is your first time before us. Maybe you just had a mental break. You know, you had a little sauciness with this man and, and you need to get over it. Calm yourself down. Go see a therapist. They ordered her to get mental health um, assistance. Go see a therapist. Talk to somebody when you feel like, you know, this man has done you wrong or he wants to break up with you and you never, you know, you, you're that psycho girl that never wants anybody to break up with you. Find somebody to talk to. You can't kidnap the man. You can't, you know, what, what's the Bates woman called where she kidnapped somebody in that movie? You can't bait them, literally, right? You got to move past it. So, um, yes, Cara, all of that. And they, they give her a little slap on the wrist. Oh, your wrist so pretty. Your hand so pretty. Go back now and behave yourself. She got chances. That's why I said to your hand yesterday, I'm not trying to blow this out of proportion from the court perspective. They try to, what they call proportionality. They try to keep things proportionate based on the amount. Da, da, da. You know what I'm saying? So, um, it is what it is. But now when you come back again and again, the court going to say, oh, you can't learn. That's why, when is it next week? We're going to be hearing her fate. Hopefully, I hope it not postponed again. Because now Philip and McFarland's like, girl, we gave you a chance. Not once, not twice. Your chance is up now. You found guilty. You lied to the court. Nobody believed your story. Right? You've taken no accountability. Even after the court told you and media not to name the victim, you're still harassing them on Instagram, tagging them in your posts. So you think the court going to give her a slap on the wrist this time? No. But our young people, even to me, will admit some of them don't have no sense. They deserve a second chance. But you better know what to do with your second chance when you get it. Because when you screw up and you keep screwing up and you keep appearing before the court and you don't get a second chance, then you're going to be in trouble. It's as simple as that. So, Gigi, don't lie. I don't know what your mama Yolanda taught you, but if she didn't tell you or taught you anything good, um, allow me, A.K. Mannion, mother of one, same thing I would tell my Gigi, because I got a Gigi too. Do not lie. It only makes your predicament and your situation worse, okay? Take accountability for your poor decisions, whatever you want to call it, and just move on. We don't need to hear about no fake medical marijuana um, card out of New York and you trying to justify your actions in relation to that. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's it. That's all I can say. <sighs> Do better. You're going to get 30 minutes of fame out of this. The story has gone viral. You know, if you're feeling stressed about it, turn your phone off and you'll be a-okay. Lock up in your mansion in New York and you'll just be fine. All right. So let's read some of your comments and then we're going to move on from that hot mess of a situation. Johan says, DOT better hurry up and offer Auntie Sandy a marketing contract ASAP. <laughs> Look at the PR she's given to the Cayman Islands during the slow season. <laughs> Folks, come and visit the Cayman Islands. It is one of the most beautiful places in the world. Still safe um, for visitors for the most part. 
Um, safer than New York, I can tell you that much. <laughs> Evelyn says, yes, Johan, that's true. Um, come and visit. Just make sure that you know what our laws are, right? You might not like the laws, but the laws are the laws are the laws. When I go to New, New York or Miami or, you know, wherever, there's a lot of things that I see there that I'm not particularly keen about and I may not like, but I'm in your country. And so therefore I respect your laws no matter how dumb and stupid they are or how dumb and stupid I think they are, I should say, right? You still have to respect it. And it is what it is. Simple. You know what countries you better not be rolling up in. The Cayman Islands is no different. Until and if we ever change the marijuana law, you must not bring it to this country. Same thing with your firearms. Don't bring bullets in your suitcases, AK-47s in your backpack. Talk about you didn't know that in the Cayman Islands, you cannot bring in these weapons. Don't try us. Because this is an area I think the judiciary continues to give people a slap on the wrist on, and they better start reevaluating the situation. Because I'm on the, of the personal opinion that these Americans be trying us in terms of our border control. Yeah? They're coming in here with an AK-47 to see if they can get away with it so they can go up in some hotel and act the fool up in here. And y'all keep giving them a slap on the wrist. Oh, here's a little $2,000 fine, $1,000 fine. That's not no deterrence to them. Okay, let them know you come in this country with a gun. You're going to go to jail and sit down in a cell with some cellmate who's going to be thinking you real cute and pretty. You will not be sitting on Seven Mile Beach. That's the message that has to be sent. All right? Uh, uh, uh. Johan says, people really fear CMR more than they fear the RCAPS slash law enforcement agencies on island, now including celebrities around the globe. I know Gigi must like, who the hell is Cayman Mall Road? How on earth did they get my story? How dare they? Oh my God. PR team, you get on this right now. How on earth did this come out? Poor her. She don't know. We got more ears and eyes on the ground than Quaker has oats. Good morning, Gareth. Good morning to the beautiful Miss Sue. KK is here. Irvin says, yep, I know who Gigi is. Remember, she grew up on the Housewives show with her mom. Her mom has, she's suffering from, um, she claims that she got bitten by a flea. And so she has Lyme disease. And it's something she's, she's done all this kind of stuff, taking out her breast implants. And it's been a whole journey. So if you follow a little bit of celebrity news, you should know who Gigi is. So it is what it is. Uh, Cara says they'll do anything for high. Lord knows. Um, I don't know. Leroy, look at that man. Says, bet he was already grind and ready to do it. Lord Jesus. Patricia says, uh, what are the sentencing guidelines for this amount and first-time offenders? Are always the questions adding this can adding this or may be a precedent setting case. It's not a precedent setting case by any stretch of the imagination. Um, oh, she's friends with Kendall and not Kylie. Oh gosh, they see you know more about these celebrities than me. I can't, I can't keep up with Kendall and Kylie. They're almost the same person to me. Um, RD Limited says to remain silent in social media, there's no such thing as bad press. That's what I'm saying. No one has mentioned the Cayman Islands name more ever in the history of the Cayman Islands than through this incident. So DOT, y'all ride the wave, honey chill. 
ride the wave and enjoy it. That's what I would tell you. And of course, I got to share this with you all because y'all know um, how this works. You see, people who understand PR, they get it. So I'm going to give a big shout out because, you know, I'm always encouraging our government agencies to get on the ball just a little bit more with the PR situation because they, they need a little bit of help, I must admit. Their PR things are a little bit stale and, you know, run of the mill. Of course, I want to give a big shout out to the good folks over at The Hive. They get it. They understand how to rive a wave, literally. Look at their um, thing that they have up now. Check this out. Legalize Gigi Hadid. <laughs> I'm telling you, this thing has gone viral in an unbelievable way. Legalize Gigi, they say. What a hot mess. Mm-mm-mm. Yes, sir. Check out the hive. Big shout out to the crew over there. They've got some really wonderful staff um, working there. They know a thing or two about customer service. Miss Joy Sam, good morning. She says, if that was a black man plane, they would put charges for the plane, et cetera, would have been more charges. Um, I don't know that they can put any charges on the plane. Dean says that's about four to five splits. So she's probably going to have one a day, hit one a day. Mm. Morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Yes, good morning. Can I talk to you off of the air? Um, not right now. <laughs> okay. Um, have a good Okay. Yeah, I'm in the middle of a show. So, no, I can't talk off here because then who's going to do the show? <laughs> uh, my ultra ego. Uh, OCM says Cayman Mall Rhodes on BBC. What? They, listen, all the celebrity blogs and websites, whatever, that's fine. When you make it to like Washington Post and BBC, those are serious publications. That's when my little heart is like pitter-patter, pitter-patter. Oh, my gosh. Thanks, OCM Productions. Oh, and someone also mentioned that we even made it all the way to the Philippines. Uh, somebody. Who sent me the one from the Philippines? Hold on. Let me see if, if this is. Oh, yes. Someone sent this. Check this out. They're like, girl, you're all the way in the Philippines, even in the Philippines. What? Oh, my gosh. Yes, sir. So to say that this story has gone viral is an understatement. If you go, if you Google Gigi's name, Rolling Stone magazine, hello. It's all over the place. Vanity Fear, the independent mint. All right, honey child, you got your 15 minutes. Hopefully you've learned a lesson. I hope the most important lesson is that you need to stop lying. Just take accountability. Uh, Dominique says all she had to do was watch CMR. She didn't have to run this risk. <laughs> she might start watching us after this. And Gigi, listen, if you want to talk and you want to set the record straight with the truth, you can always call me. 936. Let me put the air code in front of it just for you. 345-936-2626. Call me. All right, friend. Call me. Call me. Pan the line. As a matter of fact, I would like to dedicate our call-in um, song this morning to none other than, let me pull up her picture, the one and only lovely, luxurious, filthy rich, not so smart, Gigi. Through the 
No filters allowed, though. You gotta tell the truth. Oh, yeah. Go down low. Wine, girl. Uh-huh. What? Colin, girl. Yes. I'm here for it, Gigi. Colin Marwood Live. One more for you, Gigi. One more. Here we go. Here we go, Gigi. Ready? Do the dirty wine. Dirty wine, girl. Come quit talk on the live broadcast. Come quit talk on the live broadcast. It's a decayman number one live talk show. Come quit talk where you go up on the news. Locally, worldwide, every avenue. Call our truth podcast. Bring it all to you. Where you there? CMR on the road. Cayman Island, number one talk show. I saw we chop it, Cayman Mall Road. I saw we chop it, number one podcast. Yes, massive and crew. Tune in and stay tuned for Cayman Artist News. For all the people, call our truth podcast. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> Drop it low, honey child. Yes. Oh, girl. <laughs> Tammy is like, that is not me sitting here whining up, doing the dirty wine. Yes. Drop it low. What do you call it? Twerking. Girl, what can I say? It is hot in here. Lord Jesus, let us move on now. Okay. All right, folks. Speaking of heat, <laughs> the heat index is ridiculous. It is so hot that fish around the world are dying. Can you believe it? Big shout out. You want something hot? Go to Burger King. They always got some hot deals and hot sandwiches and all kind of hot stuff. Let's take a commercial break. And then we're going to come back and talk about the heat because the heat is next level crazy. For 20 years, we've committed to helping the people of the Cayman Islands live longer, healthier and happier lives. But health care and the expectations of patients are rapidly evolving. And so must we. We have made incredible clinical and technological advancements and achieved JCI accreditation, the internationally recognized gold seal of approval for patient safety and quality of care. So it's time for our image to reflect our transformation from a local hospital to a world-class healthcare authority with a new logo that symbolizes national duty and pride, a statement that reinforces our commitment to our patients every step of the way with colors as bold as our mission to provide the highest quality healthcare. Dynamic, professional, skilled, committed, caring. This is HSA. Now y'all love Popeyes for my fried chicken, but the real ones also love my salty, flaky, covered in butter biscuits. Well, biscuit fans, have I got a treat for you. Introducing new irresistible strawberry biscuits at Popeyes. The perfect balance of salty and sweet thanks to decadent strawberry bits baked right in and mouthwatering creamy icing on top. The perfect dessert for just $2.29 or grab six pieces for $12.59. Strawberry biscuits forever. Not forever, I'm afraid, honey. Limited time only and only at Popeyes Louisiana Kitchen on Eastern Avenue. 
Ocean Ridge Heights offers an amazing opportunity to own a piece of land in idyllic Cayman Brack, right on the bluff, starting from $80,000. Located in a quiet residential area with high elevation, these lots are ideal for a future home or investment property and are sure to go fast. Cayman Brack offers a laid-back lifestyle, amazing pristine diving, limestone caves, diverse flora, along with amazing wildlife. Inquire about the owner financing options so that you can secure your piece of paradise today. With only a few lots remaining, these are sure to go before you know it. Contact Crichton Properties today on 345-949-5250 or info at CrichtonProperties.com. Recover Personal Injury Attorneys, helping injured people get what they deserve. Did you know that insurance companies have lawyers that represent their interests? Before signing and accepting any settlement, know your rights. Call us today for a free consultation at 924-9999. That's 924-9999. Recover. Your personal injury attorneys are on standby to assist. All right, folks, welcome back. Welcome back. Somebody said, Sandy, can you please play that song again? No, honey, child. Y'all want this to be a dance session now? No, sir. Oh, somebody say yes. We got Selector Sandy in the house. <laughs> they want to hear that every day. Play that at the beginning of the, and end of the show. Oh, my gosh. Y'all are so crazy. Woo! We're here for it, though. All right. Um, Denver, good morning. Um, it says, see how much publicity Gigi brings to Cayman and you small minds criticizing her. Well, we only criticizing her because she lies, honey chill. I'm all for the, I'm all for the celebrityism and, and whatever. Someone has said to me, Sandy, can you please discuss Palm Heights again? Ooh, honey chill. Uh, they said, watching, so proud of you for being recognized globally, local woman of color, slaying better than the rest. Can you focus a little bit on Palm Heights? Their elitism and cool club of cool stuff and cool guests, it almost shuts all shuts off from us. Listen, I don't even care about that. I'm going to be very, very honest. There's some clubs that you just do not get into. You ain't rich enough, you ain't white enough, and you don't have enough money. I'm willing to accept that reality, okay? Now, money gets you a lot that surpasses race, intellectual capacity, whatever. Prime example, Donald Trump. Prime example, our own Canova Watson. There's a lot of places Canova was able to go and rub shoulders with people, not because he was cute. He is a smart guy, but they didn't care about that. It was the money. Oh, you make 25 grand a month as your base salary, and then you get bonus drawdowns, you're a millionaire. You can come play with us. You can play golf. We'll allow you on the golf course. Mm -hmm. You can drive in the cart. You can come to the country club. You can come to our private parties or white parties and black parties and red parties and whatever. Okay? We'll let you in just because you got money. We can, we can overlook all the other things that would normally exclude you, including the fact that you really are Jamaican. But we can overlook that because you got money now. This is how they operate. So to be quite frank, I don't expect any invitations to the White House um, uh, correspondence dinner anytime soon. 
You never know, though. Keep keep your high hopes up, honey chill. But this is how it is, right? However, my issue with Palm Heights, which we've discussed before, and we're not done with them until they make right and they start paying their bills. They owe a lot of people money. If Listen to me. If Palm Heights owes you money, because I'm, I'm collating a list, contact me. Y'all scared because they've made you believe that they're tied to the DART organization, which I saw someone mentioning here. Um, who was that that made that comment? I can't remember now. Oh, uh, Verity Radford says, is Palm Heights owned by DART? I don't think uh, she's paying for a trip here. If paid promotion, Palm Heights are keeping quiet. Maybe next trip. It was a paid promotion. But let me be very, very clear. Palm Heights is not owned by DART. DART is their landlord. And to be quite frank, Dart, if I were you all, which I'm not, you might want to reevaluate your uh, relationship with Palm Heights because they're bringing you a lot of bad press because everybody knows that you guys own the property. And some people, as you've seen before, mistakenly say, oh, it's Dart that's running Palm Heights. It's not. But by y'all saying nothing to Palm Heights and you're not having a conversation with them and not telling them y'all need to pay your bills and do better, stop running flagrantly in the face of planning, um, you know, uh, applications and all this kind of stuff. They seem hell bent on ignoring the laws of this country, labor laws and otherwise. Like I said, their employers have been reaching out a long time. Years. Okay. So they need to get it together. The money they're spending on bringing a celebrity here, whatever that amount was, 30 grand or whatever they would have paid her plus the free trip, pay that to a small Caymanian contractor who has a family in this country and mouths to feed. That's what I would suggest Palm Heights starts doing. I'm not impressed by the celebrities that you bring here if you can't even pay your bills. Okay. We soon get more receipts, Palm Heights, and we'll soon keep talking about it until y'all do right. It's going to be as simple as that. You better go borrow your money from somebody if you not got it. Y'all millionaires. You can find somebody to loan you money quicker than anything. Jim says, congratulations, CMR, and break in and reporting the real news first, you hot mama. Aw, thank you, honey chill. Um, somebody, your hand says, somebody better offer... Um, to bribe me plenty of money so I can try to bribe Auntie Sandy if y'all don't want to go global because of CMR. This offer is open to all residents in the Cayman Islands and all celebrities from overseas. <laughs> offer closes at 2 p.m. July the 19th, 2023. Oh, poor Johan. Oh, isn't it wonderful, though, when you don't have to worry about um, being bribed by anybody? I mean, honestly, it's a good feeling when you can live within your means and you don't have to worry about that kind of thing. Like I said, what you do is you set your bribe price so high that you're not going to worry about nobody stepping to you. You want to bribe me $50 million and you know nobody not going to bribe me for no $50 million. So there you go. Argument done. No further discussion required. They come, they, heaven forbid, they come at $50 million and you up it a little bit, $75 million, honey child. And then they're going to say, oh no, you overpriced. Oh, well, too bad for you. Click, story gone. 
Uh, Stacy says she better not try that in Russia. <laughs> Hallelujah for that. Uh, Joy San says it's so sad the way my little island is so biased. If this is one of her own or a Jamaican or a black person, they'd be locked up and mostly given time. And those that are not came and deported. Plus, it would have been put on a record. We are nobody in our own island. So sad. I Like I said, I'm going to disagree with that as someone who is very, very familiar with the court system. They try to give people chances. That's why sometimes when you see people finally getting a sentence or whatever, and you don't have all the details, the court, no way. They got the facts lined up. That's why they're throwing away the key. Um, Irvlin said, so she just got that certificate so she can use the herb. Nothing medical about it. The doctor needs to investigate. Like I said, everybody's smoking it in, in New York and in the States. Nobody don't care. Um, it's kind of like the, um, everybody's abusing now the licenses where you can have a, um, what are the dogs called? Oh gosh. They're like specially trained. Um, oh, there's a special name for them, but anyway, mental health dogs, that's not what they're called, but you know what I mean? Right. Everybody. And I was like, oh, I'm depressed. So I need a license to travel with my little poodle in the cockpit or in the, not in the cockpit, but only the pilot is supposed to be the cockpit, but in the cabin. Um, instead of putting them underneath, everybody like, oh, I need to pet my dog during the trip because he keeps me calm. Emotional support dog. Thank you so much, Mel. <laughs> You're like Sandy. <laughs> I couldn't Woo! Just couldn't come to my head in the moment. Yes. Emotional support dog, support dogs. And you know, those dogs, the ones who are actually emotional support dogs are trained for years from the time their puppies are trained to do that job. That's just not your run of the mill house pet. I mean, I love my little Zeus to pieces and I know petting his little head makes my blood pressure go down, but that can't be an excuse for me to take up a space on a cabin that somebody else who actually does need um, a professionally trained medical assisted assistance dog, you know, and people, same thing with the marijuana, they just abusing it everybody all of a sudden needs an emotional support dog. Mm-hmm. Just like you need the marijuana. Y'all be sitting there going like this, <sighs> pet the dog, <sighs> pet the dog. And then you give the dog some of the marijuana too. Y'all need to stop the foolishness. Siobhan, good morning. Says, love the fact that CMR is worldwide, um, but I'll be back. Okay. In the UK too, honey child. Thank you. Thank you. So listen, folks, big shout out to the other Siobhan this morning. I understand Liberty told me that it is um, Siobhan um, uh, Hyde's uh, birthday. She must be all of 25 years old. Happy birthday, Siobhan. Somebody said the reason for that is that support dogs travel free. Otherwise, you have to pay $125 each way. Oh, really? They be trying to go cheap like that? What? No, sir. What a hot mess. Service animals, yes, for medical reasons. Oh, my gosh. Y'all are ridiculous. Oh, ridiculous. No, sir. Mm-mm. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Good morning, Marco. Richard is here. It's going to be 103 today in Round Rock, Texas. Let's talk about the heat. It is shocking, Caymanians. The hot story here is really um, not, you know, Gigi. The hot story here is the heat. The feel-like temperature is in excess of 100 degrees. Y'all, I have not seen heat like this ever in my life. That's because it's never been hot like this in my life or your life. 
new records. Wow, how hot is it? Well, let's take a look. And the heat wave, by the way, is not just in Cayman. It's not just in America. It's all over Europe as well. This and I know you felt it the last few days. It has been a long hot streak that we've been on. Yeah, but Northern California is cooling off from the second major heat wave of the summer. ABC 10's Bridget Piorlo joining us now. She's in Sacramento, and we're just talking about Rob was mentioning it. Normally, you know, we have a decent cool morning due to the Delta breeze. What are you feeling this morning, Bridget? Normally, well, at this time of day, I am putting my jacket on, taking it off just in time for these live reports. But right now it feels really nice because we were already in the 80s, believe it or not. Take a look, 79 now, but it keeps teetering between the 80 marker as well. And this is very, very warm for this time of day. There is a heat wave lingering into today as well. We're expected to get back up to the triple digits. We did break records yesterday in both Sacramento and Stockton got up to 109 degrees, beating the record of 108 degrees, and you're going to want to prepare as more heat heads our way. People across our region uh, spent the day at cooling centers, swimming pools, or just inside with that AC running. Despite the hot weather, a lot of people braved the scorching conditions at the California State Fair, taking advantage of the misters, the rides, and the cooling stations, with most of the visitors telling us they came out in the morning or at night once the temperatures dropped. We waited till the sun went down and the breeze picked up to come out. Yes, I mean, you can feel the breeze right now and it's just nice and cool and comfortable. This would be absolutely the time to come. It's nice and cool. It's not crowded. There's a nice breeze. Oh, yeah. Prime time to come right now. It's hot, but it's okay. And that breeze really does make the difference once the sun goes down. As far as the power grid is concerned, we held it up pretty well. The only problem spot was PCPG&E customers in Rockland, 3,000 of them or so, uh, were without power for about a few hours last night. So that has been restored at last check. But, Walt, a lot of people like to go up to Lake Tahoe when it gets this hot to cool off by the lake. But it wasn't much cooler up there yesterday, 93 degrees. Mm. They also hit a record of breaking the one set in in 2005 at 89 degrees, Walt. Yeah, well, you know you can go the other way and go to San Francisco. I, I bet they didn't even make 70, 71 yesterday. So uh, what are people, what are you hearing, Bridget, for people to do if they don't have air conditioning or maybe it's gone out? Yeah, it's something you just want to prepare for, have that plan ready because it is quite possible that your power could go out. So have a plan in place and go to cooling centers. There's several of them throughout our area at places like community centers, uh, police stations, even public libraries as well. Also go to the movies or the mall, all good ideas. But the big thing is stay hydrated, drink plenty of water, stay away from the caffeinated beverages and check on your pets, your neighbors, especially uh, those in the elderly category or other vulnerable groups, Walt. Can always go to the bank too, since that's where you are. I'm sure El Dorado Savings Bank is uh, is air conditioned this morning. Right, Shameless plug. Having no other option but to leave, as homes and livelihoods are destroyed before their eyes. These fiery scenes are just 45 minutes south of Athens. Horses are being removed from their stables. People are getting away from the dangerous flames engulfing their neighborhood. 
Text messages from authorities earlier in the day telling them that where they were was no longer safe. Over in Spain, a similar picture. Firefighters here setting a blaze to contain one. A fire that's caused thousands to flee the island of La Palma in the Canaries and left wrecked homes in its path. This used to be Alfonso Ballesteros kitchen. His oven is barely recognizable. I told my wife to dress the children calmly, that the fire would take time to arrive. But after 10 seconds, I had to tell her to grab the children naked if necessary. The fire is already here. I had to leave my house because I couldn't breathe. I couldn't see anything. This is Europe on what's set to be its hottest week ever recorded. And in the US, a relentless heat wave shows no signs of letting up. It's usually hot in Death Valley, California. But this is be careful of what you touch hot. Yeah, watch out. Don't touch that metal. <laughs> With officials seeing it get more extreme. Death Valley is definitely getting hotter. Seven of Death Valley's hottest summers, um, of Death Valley's top 10 hottest summers, happened just in the last 10 years. What are your expectations with your China visit? With scenes of climate catastrophe unfolding for the world to see, the two biggest emitters, the United States and China, responsible for 40% of global greenhouse gases, are meeting today. And all eyes are on their climate negotiators. John Kerry being in Beijing is a welcome sign for US-China relations. He's the third official to go in the last few months. Both sides say that they are cooperating, but in reality, they are far apart. The U.S. is calling for China to adopt more ambitious targets and also reduce its use of coal. While China is asking for tariff restrictions on solar panels to be removed, and they also don't want any restrictions getting in the way of economic growth. Economic growth may be of little comfort to those currently enduring China's heat wave right now. Record temperatures of over 50 degrees Celsius seen in Xinjiang. All this as the United Nations warned that Europe's heat wave is likely to continue into August, sparking yet more wildfire risks as extreme temperatures start to become the new normal. Aisha Tyler reporting from Washington. Well, Rachel Kite is... My goodness. Extreme temperatures becoming the new normal. Sharon says 133 degrees. Listen... That's why I kind of chuckled in a way the other day when y'all were talking about your CUC bills. Because given the heat wave that we're having even here, your CUC bills could be far worse. You know how hot it is outside? Listen, not even Zeus won't go outside. I drag him outside to use the bathroom. He lay down. <laughs> you know, I try to make him walk on the grass because, you know, the pavement is hot. Folks, it's crazy out there. I've been getting a lot of messages and people have been asking me, why isn't the government issuing warnings about the heat wave and giving advice and what people can do? And again, all I can say is the PR arm seems to always be lacking because I do agree that this is an area that needs some work. Everywhere else in the world, they're having a heat wave. I'm trying to look for my little notebook because I've taken down some notes on this. Um, 
right now in Miami-Dade, they have passed legislation that's the first of its kind ever. Hold on here now. Let me get let me get my facts straight about the heat wave. Hold on. Mm -hmm. Um, this is shocking, but they have now mandated by law that someone should get. Let me let me check my notes here, Chair. Let me see now where to put this. Mm -hmm. Oh yes, uh, all outdoor workers. This is a health heat protection legislation. All outdoor workers are going to get 10-minute breaks for every two hours. Hello. That makes sense. It's the first of its kind, definitely for Miami-Dade. It may even be some of the first of its kind in the entire United States of America because of what we're having to deal with. This is really... Um, Quite shocking. Unbelievable temperatures. Extreme heat wave. They're saying this is going to become the normal. What should we do? How do we adapt? I think governments need to be on the forefront of this. Miami-Dade has passed it. Employers have to ensure that they're making proper assessments for the health and safety of their workers. Somebody says it's 90 degrees right now in Cayman and it's 9.27 in the morning. The day not even hot yet. Right? People having to work in extreme conditions, extreme heat, are more likely to be uh, susceptible to things like heart attacks. So let's be sensible. If you are a construction worker, you work outside, no air conditioning, right? You've got to make sure that you are conscious of how much time you've been out in the hot sun on some rooftop, putting on tile, whatever. Do not take chances with your life. Employers, have someone on site, whoever your little project managers are supposed to be, going around every couple hours, reminding your guys, take a break. Come out of the heat. You'll get a heat stroke. Okay? Get some water. Hydrate. Add a little bit of electrolytes to your water. You've got to be very, very careful. The heat of the day, that midday, 12 to 2 o'clock, is the worst. Let your guys take their breaks during that time. Take lunch break. Go sit down somewhere and cool off. This is no joke. Quite serious. So there's a proposal for a three-tiered system of protecting outdoor workers from extreme heat. So this is now an ordinance that is coming out um, of, again, Miami-Dade County. And it's really trying to protect outdoor workers during episodes of extreme heat, says passed the first legal test. The county commission voted unanimously to advance it to the next stage. Next, it's going to go to committee meeting and then a full county commission vote. I don't see this having any issues passing. So the proposal calls for a three-tiered system of protecting outdoor workers from extreme heat. First, the proposed ordinance would grant outdoor workers the right to 10-minute rest in the shade every two hours worked when the heat index rises above 90 degrees. 
The ordinance would also provide increased heat safety training for outdoor workers and managers and the creation of a new county office to keep outdoor workers safe. It passed 11 to 1, 11 to 0, sorry, unanimous. Right? Like I said, now it's going to go on to the committee stage, and then they have a full commission stage before it becomes law. Here's the interesting thing. Similar proposals have failed in recent years. I think it's going to pass this year because the heat this year is crazy. How many outdoor workers do we have in Cayman? Nobody knows. Nobody not keeping those statistics once again. In Miami-Dade, they can tell you that they have more than 300,000 people working outside on any given day. However, the new rules would only cover the roughly 80,000 who work in construction and agriculture, because those are the two industries that are covered. Outdoor workers are 35 times more likely to die of heat-related illness than the general public. Did y'all hear that? 35 times more likely to die. So this is a historic heat wave, not just for South Florida, but all over the world. And it's alarming climate researchers. In the past week, the National Weather Service declared the first ever excessive heat warning in Miami-Dade's history. Have we gotten any heat warnings from our weather people here? Because if we haven't, I'm like, why not? I haven't heard about any. Hmm. Dr. Armin Henderson said, he's at the University of Miami, he's a University of Miami physician, we've seen more and more people come in with diseases and illnesses that are related to heat. So he runs a clinic there for low-income residents. And this is what he told the commissioners on Tuesday. He said at least two agricultural workers have died this year from heat-related issues. In 2020, which is the last year that they have CDC data, they registered 41 heat-related deaths in Florida. Arizona registered 373 that year. 373 people dead from heat in Arizona, California, 128, Nevada, 100, and Texas, 82. Wow. Between 2016 and 2023, 19 deaths have been attributed in Miami-Dade to extreme heat. And of them, an incident from 2016 was related to outdoor work where a landscaper died from a heat stroke. Heat strokes can kill you. I had a heat stroke once. I didn't even know what it was. And it didn't take very much. And it wasn't nowhere as hot as it is now. When I got to the emergency room, like literally I was at home and the whole place just started spinning. I've never had an episode of like vertigo or anything before. So I was like, what the hell? Everything just was like spinning. I was dizzy and about to pass out. Then I started throwing up. I was like, what's going on here? And they started running all my vitals and they're like, oh, you're, um, oh gosh, what's that one thing called? Um, and, and, you know, the first question they asked me is, have you been taking any supplements? Um, oh, what's it called again? Oh, I can't remember now. But anyway, they're like, oh, this number's high. Have you been taking supplements? Because a lot of people go to the gym and they take the supplement. And I was like, uh, do I look like I've been going to the gym to you? <laughs> no. Um, so they said, well, we also see it in people who work outdoors, like, you know, um, gardeners and stuff like that. Have you been outdoors lately? And I was like, hmm, 
I did go out the day before handing out some flyers. They're like, mm-hmm. in the heat of the day. I'm like, when I was not that long, they said, mm-hmm. this is heat stroke. I was like, what? I literally had to be on drip in the emergency room. And the drip was going so fast through my system. I was completely dehydrated. Keratin, I think it was. Is it cretin? No, cretin or something. Anyway, I was completely dehydrated. I'll never forget because I was there and Pastor Al, may he rest in peace. He came by. He was visiting people in the emergency room. He came by with his Bible and he said, hi, Sandra, can I pray with you? And I said, yes, Lord, please. (sighs) Yes, of course you can. Oh, bless his little heart. But, you know, 16-year-old dying from heat stroke. Some of y'all are sending your kids to camps. And they're like sports camps and outdoor camps, basketball, football. The kids are outside getting a lot of heat. You're not having them hydrate. You're not giving them water. I mean, honestly, some of these camps, they need to move indoors. Because it is too hot to be outside. Trust and believe me. I just want to lie down in the sofa during this kind of heat. So I do think that we need to have... Um, you know, Ministry of Health. We need to have some PSAs about the heat. We need to, you know, uh, run stuff, like make sure you're drinking a lot of water. How much water should you be drinking? See, I got my little glass right here, my, first, my little jug of water. Mm-hmm. Take a little sip right now. Mm-hmm. And then I alternate between that and my hot tea. Mm-hmm. Mm. Delicious tea. All right. So please, Take this serious. This is really nothing to be joking about. When you see the feel like temperature, um, it, it might be 90, 98, 95 degrees, but the feel like temperature, it's it's stifling. What's our temperature in Cayman? I don't even know right now, but it is hot, right? So you've got to really uh, be careful. And if you see any signs of like extreme fatigue or anything like that, people that you're surrounded with, by all means, please cr- Creatine. Yes. Thank you. That's exactly what it is. Thank you so much. Um, KG, KJ. That's exactly. They were like, Oh, we see you have very high creatine levels. Have you been taking a supplement? I'm like, no, you're not going to the gym. No. (laughs) Oh, so Irvin says I was outside raking up some leaves and felt like I was about to fall. I dropped the rake and slowly crawled inside to lie down. Yeah. Don't, don't go doing no lawn work. Listen to me. Leave that lawn alone. It got to be burnt out by the sun anyway. Y'all see the lawn right now? It's ugly and I could care less. Let the lawn burn. I'm not even wasting the water watering it in these temperatures. That's just ridiculous. (sighs) What a hot mess. Mm -mm -mm. Tracy says I dropped off water to the guys next door to our complex building. And they were very grateful. I don't know how they do it. Respect. <sighs> Sue says people are dropping down in Europe as well. Uh, Cameron says, all I know is every time I'm on the road and see workers out in this heat, my heart grieves. Mm-hmm. Tracy, many companies need to be responsible and not rely on the government. So you see, after the loss of employee had a health awareness session, to inform their employees on how to protect themselves in the heat. 
Yeah, because they're another company, you know, companies, water companies, CUC, these electric guys. A lot of times they're out in, sea, in heat, even our police officers, right? They're wearing these thick uniforms and belts with all kind of stuff, weighing them down. You add the heat factor on top of that. And I would dare say that anybody would pass out. Remember the video we saw during the parade? I think they need to not have parades certain time of year anymore because of the extreme heat. Remember that person stand there doing this, doing this, and next thing you know, they collapse? That was heat. Because they got to wear the full sleeve and the long pants and, you know, and sitting there, standing there in direct sunlight trying to hold a pose for some parade. You're all killing the poor little police officers off. And Lord knows we don't need to be killing them off. Um, so anybody who has to work outside, trust me. My daughter went to camp and one day they were supposed to be doing some outside activities. The teacher was like, no, 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 no. We just kept them inside today. There was no break. There was no outside break. It was too hot. She's like, I checked the feel like temperature and it was 103. I was like, what? Please convey that to the water authority. Um, oh, water authority not giving breaks or what? Oh, Miss Water Authority lady, I'll send it to them. I'm sure they're listening. Mm -mm. Um, your AC technicians, poor them, they hot too. Denver says stay out of the sun from 11 to 2 if you can. Miss Olive, and it's sad that outdoor construction workers are being fired if they don't if they take a break. My God, I feel sorry for these workers. Say what? Being fired? Why would somebody do that? I mean, let me say this, right? This is where these so-called construction owners and managers need to be more sensible. But of course, you know, if there's nothing in the law that legislates some of this stuff, um, they're just not going to do it because they don't have no heart or compassion. But quite honestly, I would start work earlier, like four o'clock in the morning, Make them work like 4 to 10, 4 to 11. Then take an afternoon break for a couple hours and come back when the temperature starts to drop. Like do, do staggered work hours. You know, you might have to get one of those big lights to put up, you know, do overnight working or whatever. The guys can sleep during the day. Like flip the, flip the schedule on them. To me, that makes more sense than having people out in this hot sun dropping down dead. Chastine says, yes, they need to look um, at the outside workers like my husband who works outside of a building and not just construction people. They're security guards who are working outside and standing up in this heat and stuff as well. There are a lot of different workers that are outside. So this is really, really um, surprising that there's not a broader national conversation about this when clearly there needs to be with these type of temperatures. I mean, come on, right? I got some little interns for the summer, bless their little hearts. They're starting with me this week, some young ladies. And, um, you know, I'm going to have them hand out flyers, but I'm telling their parents, we're not doing this during the day. They can go in the evenings, early mornings, and the weekends we can go early in the morning. And we do it for like one or two hours and then we're done for the day. That's it. No, but I'm not going to be past that on my time. Do we have a caller to the program? Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Oh, 
Okay, folks, don't forget, we're still on air. Cameron says, the other day I heard Satan was walking around looking for directions to hell. <laughs> That's how hot it's been, Cameron, full of jokes. Here's another joke from Cameron. I saw an iguana drinking a pina colada at Caymana Bay under a palm tree. <laughs> mm -mm. Jim says, and also with this heat, protect the animals. Yes. Thank you so much, Jim. Thank you. This is a good, like I said, little Zeus, he'd be like, oh, no, honey child, I'm not walking. I'm like, you got to poop outside now. You can't poop inside the house. Just hurry up and poop and we can go back inside. But he'd be flopping down like, oh, no. But remember now their little paws, they're walking in asphalt. That will burn the bottom of their paws. So if you have to walk your dog in the middle of the heat, I mean, I know they have little booties. Most people in Cayman don't want to put booties on their dogs. But please be cognizant of the fact that your dog can't take the heat. Last weekend or weekend before, we went to Cayman Bay with Zeus. I told my husband, I said, pick up Zeus. Don't make the dog walk on the hot you know, ground, the hot cement. My daughter got jealous. She's like, well, you pick me up too. I said, Gianna, you're wearing shoes. You'll be fine. <laughs> Let's get some water, a quick lunch, and then we can go back home in the AC. I wasn't moving for the rest of the Saturday afternoon. Right? Those of you who have your dogs outside, mm, I got to pick a little bone with you. Because if it's hot for you, what do you think it feels like for a dog with fur? Your poor dog out there panting. <sighs> that means the dog is overheated. Dogs and cats and other outdoor animals are also dying of heat stroke. Please be kind to your animals. Give them proper shade and fresh water every single day. I believe in bringing the dog inside, to be honest, at least a porch or a covered area. If you got a little fan and you're not home and the AC is going to be off, turn on the fan and put it on the dog so that they're not dying from heat stroke. Is it too much to ask? I don't think so. So thank you. Um, Jim reminds us that a dog house does not provide heat relief. As a matter of fact, enclosed housing without air circulation is more of a hot box. The reason outdoor dogs uh, won't go inside a dog house. Provide shaded areas for all of your animals and make sure that they have plenty fresh water. Bless you, Jim, for the reminder. Mm, mm, mm. Um, Chris MC says, Ervalyn, um, when is that going to stop? Greed and money and power, that's the game for them and Cayman. Please, no one is going to stop. Now watch, bet everyone on that. Um, she made a mention about, you know, um, having more trees. When you build a house, uh, you know, not knocking down every tree just to put up your building. Cameron says the Cayman Contractors Association needs to propose some of these changes. I've never heard of them doing anything, so I'm, I'm not really sure what they do as an association. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, let me see here now. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, Kara says, Alexa says that it's 86 degrees outside and to expect a high of 89 degrees. I feel she's lying. 
Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Yeah, hi, uh, Sandra. Good morning. How good morning. are you? Good, thanks. How are you? Very good, thank you. Good. Um, I think you mentioned earlier this week, or was it last week, that you were expecting the premiere on the show? Mm -hmm. did, did that ever materialize? Um, we haven't fixed the date for him as yet. Uh, let right. me let me actually so, message them right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so the, the reason I'm asking is yes. because the very subject that you're on, um, obviously it being... Uh, Related climate to climate change, is, yes. Right, his portfolio. And um, I am, I am, I'm taking quite a concern about mm -hmm. that portfolio. Well, I shouldn't say concern, but I, I'm taking quite a close interest in that portfolio simply because, yes, mm -hmm. we're seeing... Um, you know, records of, of all kinds around the world, mm -hmm. you know, heat strokes and flooding and such and such. But what we're also seeing is some uh, drastic uh, legislation mm -hmm. that is being pushed upon each nation. And it seems to be uniform. Mm -hmm. And um, my concern, my concern that I, 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 I'm, I'm hoping to hear from the, from the premier um, some weeks ago, uh, he was on the air and I had called and I asked if he would touch on certain issues with legislation. My concern, Sandra, is that yes, we are all witnessing uh, very uh, concerning weather patterns and, and phenomenon and different things is happening. Mm -hmm. But the legislation that's coming out to supposedly uh, help to mitigate and manage you know, climate change issues sometimes go far beyond what is, in many views, uh, 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 reasonable. Mm. So one of the things I'm hoping to hear from him, and, and perhaps, you know, maybe it's one day I won't be available to listen in or whatever, maybe you'll mm -hmm. have it there, is to explain some of the, uh, the, the, the legislation surrounding ESGs, which is environment, social, and governance. And mm -hmm. in these metrics, um, there's there's provisions to, to 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 govern people based on their performance. And that's that's reasonable. You know, don't don't throw a litter, you know, mm -hmm. disposing batteries and you know very good things as far as related to the environment. But there's there doesn't seem to be a very transparent approach to letting countries know ahead of time what's coming and when they pass legislation is not for public review and discussion. For example, one example when the when the recent bill for the national id and national registry mm -hmm. came to, came to fore there was quite insignificant meaningful public discourse mm -hmm. and 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 a number of people raised concerns about the lack of true transparency for example not having proper town hall meetings mm -hmm. where people can attend and, and and confront and ask questions but instead they would the government would send out you know little little plugs here and there snippets here and there on social media and then they'll go on the radio and they'll say something about this but when we raise concerns about the lack of transparency on these national ids and and the open-ended backdoor mm -hmm. provisions they came back and they made some slight amendments but here's now what has happened since that and this is why i'm concerned about the lack of discussion on the national climate change policy here's an example Nigeria 
um, uh, India. Mm -hmm. um, I can't, there's a number of nations that has since early on adopted the national ID system. Mm -hmm. And now the governments have now uh, gone and uh, tagged on personal information and business provisions attached to the national IDs, including your banking um, services, um, social, medical, different things attached to these national IDs. And this is the mm -hmm. very thing that I and others raise concern about is the lack of transparency. What would be the end of this? Where does this lead to? Mm -hmm. And so when, when people don't understand the risk they're putting themselves in because there's a crisis, people are tending to give up their rights to say, sure, you know what you're doing, go ahead and do it. And I mm -hmm. think then with this national, with this national um, climate change act that has been coming, um, we're seeing. Uh, well, some, someone said that I should clarify for you that there's a difference between an act and a policy. So this is actually a policy. But what I would say to it's your point, okay. yeah, what I would say to your point caller is again, you know, I keep harping on this and I don't know how many people get what I'm saying. Um, there has to be a way of reaching the masses and communicating with the general public that is as vast and far-reaching as possible. So you come at it from all angles. We see that right now we're in the midst of having what will be some significant changes to our electoral districts, right? That was done only by way of these town hall meetings. I hate to tell you, but nobody's going to town hall meetings anymore. They've been very, very poor attended. I think most people didn't even know that they were happening. And despite their best efforts to advertise it, I don't know where, right? It just never happened. They've not reached the people. So the same thing is going to happen, caller. When they come out now with these changes, all of us are going to be gobsmacked and we're going to be yelling down the place. They didn't do enough consultation. How did this happen? Did it? I mean, listen, with the national ID... That was in the works for some 20 years. I think the, uh, the incorrect yeah. assumption that they made is we've been talking about this for over 20 years. It's time to just implement it. Everybody's on board. All of the legislators previously have voted unanimously for it. There's going to be no issue. They always underestimate but there was the a role lack, there was of a, a good, of yes, of a good PR campaign. There was a lack of awareness, Sandra, Absolutely. to educate the people truly. Yes. Because the United States, through, I think it was Bernie Sanders in, in uh, 2001, right after mm -hmm. the 9-11 um, incident there, they tried to push the national ID system then. And mm -hmm. for a number of years subsequently, the U.S. has been trying to push it, but the U.S. citizens mm -hmm. understood the great risk of what was entailed with that. And now what's happening now is later this month, as a matter of fact, mm -hmm. the end of July, I think it is, the US is now ruling out what's called a Fed Now, mm -hmm. which is a CBDC, a central digital, central bank digital currency tied to a national ID system. Mm -hmm. And so people don't understand the depth of what's happening. And this is my concern is our ignorance. And 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 yes, we're seeing and we're witnessing national, I mean uh, uh climate change, uh, catastrophes of different kinds. Yes, we're seeing these things. That's not that's not the, the, the concern because these things are happening. Mm -hmm. What's the concern is what is government employing, designing, considering, discussing, and with who, and with who to, to rule these these metrics out. So when, when you get a chance, if you if you have the, the, the chance to speak with the premier, ask him to be transparent about what discussions are happening. And let me close with this, Sandra. Mm -hmm. Nothing is organic. 
-hmm. Nothing that we're doing right now is organic. Nothing is homegrown. Mm -hmm. We are part of a global fabric mm -hmm. and it's being passed down from the United Nations. And every country has the responsibility to their citizens to understand what's coming upon them and speak for what is acceptable for them and their children and for the society. Mm -hmm. So just, just wanted to encourage you to please talk to the premier and ask him to be more transparent. And when he comes mm -hmm. to talk about sending out, uh, you, you mentioned it, where was this promotion about the town hall meetings? Because I didn't see it. And mm -hmm. if you didn't see it, very likely it probably didn't happen, right? Well, so there needs to be more transparency. I know. I, I mean, I keep I keep saying this in relation to everything that's happening in this country. Someone made the observation that normally people only go to town hall meetings to complain about something. They don't actually go to them for consultation and to learn. Uh, thank no, you. The, the difficulty when it comes to social media is that the, is that the hosts are able to pick and choose who they would select to to take a question from, whereas a town hall meeting you get to stand up, be seen, mm -hmm. and, and 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 present your questions or comments or whatever it may be. Mm. So just thank, thank you. Just thank you. To share that with All you. right. Appreciate it. So appreciate it. Um, I think that, you know, the bottom line is there has to be more consultation, longer consultation periods, and everyone um, who wants to be involved in the process should have an opportunity to do so. I can't say that this has happened even with electoral commissions, Boundary commissions. We've invited them on this program. We're like, come on here. At least you're going to reach 10,000 people if you come on here. I mean, you know, we have people who can go back and watch the live streams. We re air segments purposely because we're trying to reach, like, you know, if this is a three hour show, I get it that a lot of times y'all might not have three hours to sit down and listen to a show. And so if we do an interview um, on the STEP program, for example, that's only 20 minutes or half an hour, uh, Kevin is in the background. He will extract that air it during prime time so you can sit down and just watch that particular segment. We repurpose it. We put stuff on our websites. I mean, you know, you've got to go at it as from a 360, is it 360 <laughs> degree angle, hitting it every which way. And when you don't do that, well, this is what happens. People don't even know what you're doing. They're asking questions like, what is this climate policy? What is it? I don't understand it. The consultation period has closed. Well, what was I supposed to do? How was I coming on here once and saying, oh, yes, the consultation period is open until the 30th of the month. Please go and submit. That's not enough. You have to say it over and over again. You have to run your PSAs. I just had someone a couple of days ago. Um, is public health or the health ministry sending people door to door to do surveys? I'm like, yes, it's part of the STEP program. Well, what the hell is that? I never heard no STEP program. I said, okay, really? Here's the link when they were on our show. They're coming back again. They're, I think they booked three segments. But some days you're busy. You're working. Like that caller said, I might not be tuned in the next time that the premiere comes on. That's how we try to advise you guys in advance even of when he is coming. Because, of course, we know that there's always a lot of questions for him when he comes. So we'll try to confirm the date. Tomorrow is Thursday. I don't think he's going to come on so last minute. So Premier Panton and your team, let us know for next week, please. He committed to once a week, and we try to hold him to that. Once a month. My apologies, not once a week. Um, and, and Friday, I'm not going to be here, just FYI. I'm not going to be here on Friday. So get on it now. The month is tickety-ticketing away. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, 
Cameron says, shame, good points, caller. A participatory democracy don't make me laugh. Well, y'all know that participatory democracies don't really work. I know y'all are not ready for that conversation, but they don't really work. You elect people to get the job done and to do things on your behalf. The average person feels like, oh, I want it to be a participatory democracy when I feel like it. And then the things that I can't be bothered with, I don't really care about y'all fixing, y'all do. Participatory democracies do not work. Because sometimes MPs have to take a firm decision that goes against the green of whatever's popular public opinion at the time, but it is the right thing to do. I could give you lots of historical examples of that. Trust me, you. Mm-hmm. All right. So the heat wave is also causing this to happen. Look at this. Thousands of dead fish wash up on Texas coast. The scene, if you can't listen, if you listen on the radio and you can't see this, it looks like a wave of dead fish. They're all dead, poor little things. Why? The heat basically has killed all the fish. It's, it's impacting the climate in so many different ways. So apparently, the um, let me give you all the, the scientific reason behind this now. Hold on one second. Um, I'm going to tell you all exactly what caused this. So thousands of dead fish have washed up on the sand. This is Texas Gulf Coast. Experts in the region say that it's due to, it's due to a depletion of oxygen due to high water temperatures. Wow. Hot mess. Look at this situation now. That one is quite interesting. Look, yeah. Giant, what they call an earthquake fish. I've never even heard of such a thing. It's huge. Look at the men next to it. They look like little toys. Wow. It's a giant fish. I've never heard of an earthquake fish before in my life. But anyway, this particular one, and, you know, the heat again is causing all sorts of animals to come out and, and rivers to dry up and lakes to dry up and all sorts of crazy stuff. But in this particular instance, this was um, observed in Taiwan. So divers off of Taiwan were stunned after coming across a giant oarfish. Spotting one of these rarely sighted creatures is rumored to be a sign of an impending earthquake. And that's why they call them the earthquake fish as well. Because they say when you see them, an earthquake is coming. Because I guess they, they come up from the, the deep, 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 um, you know, bellows of the earth. Because, um, you know, they're probably like, oh, honey, child, we got to be running from the, the bottom of the earth because an earthquake is coming. Fascinating the things that are part of um, our world that you don't always see on a regular basis. This fish is just so weird. I'm going to show you another picture so you can get an idea of what it looks like and how big it is. Look at that. Imagine swimming and coming across one of them. I would be so scared to death. Even the little like tentacles and hair on it. I'm like, Oh my God, that looks so scary. They're quite large. Um, so they have been 
washing up places. And, um, you know, sometimes they're found like in California beaches and stuff like that. So the oarfish live in very deep waters and are rarely seen at the surface. Uh, though they're thought to be the inspiration for sea serpent tales of old. You know, when they had these sea serpents because they didn't understand a lot. They're like, oh, these things are going to eat us. They're scared. So they can be anywhere from like 14 feet. That's big. 18 feet. Mm -hmm. That's two that were found some years ago off the coast of California, California's Catalina Island. So according to a biologist at the University of California in Santa Barbara, um, he says that the rare find is sometimes coincidental, although, you know, legend has it that they are connected to um, earthquakes. Hmm. There are bony fish, and it is considered the world's largest bony fish. Mm-hmm. The giant oarfish, the proper's name is Regalucus glesni. It was first described in 1772, but it's been rarely seen because it lives at considerable depths. Uh, it's not well known, but giant oarfish are thought to frequent depths of about 3,300 feet, which is 1,000 meters. So yeah, honey child, that's where that explosion of that submarine took place, that, that deep. Giant oarfish are the longest known living species of bony fish, reaching lengths of 56 feet or 17 meters. 56 feet? What? They can weigh up to 600 pounds. That's 270 kilos for those of you who prefer the other conversion. The silvery fish are sometimes called the king of herrings, because of their superficial resemblance to the smaller fish. But they're named oarfish because of their long pectoral fins, which resemble oars. And Palau, where they've been featured on a stamp, uh, they're featured in a stamp in 2000, they're called rooster fish, uh, thanks to their slender reddish fin. And some people also call them ribbon fish because of their body form. Giant oarfish taste like galatious... Well, no, no, hold on. Galinius goo. Ew, that does not sound appetizing. Why would anybody taste that? Yuck. Not a lot is known about the conservation status of giant oarfish because they're rarely being observed alive. Although fishermen do occasionally pull them out in nets as unwanted bycatch. Uh, people have tried eating them, but their flesh is flabby and gooey, is how it's been described. You must not put everything in your mouth, folks. Giant oarfish eat uh, tiny plankton and aren't dangerous. Although oarfish were likely the source of many historic tales of sea serpents and sea monsters, they're hardly dangerous to people. Oarfish feed on tiny plankton and have a small opening in their digestive system. They don't even uh, have real teeth. Instead, they have a flimsier structure called gill rakers to catch tiny organisms. Oarfish have occasionally been seen at the water's surface, but scientists think that they are pushed there by storms or strong currents or that they end up there in distress um, when they're in distress or dying. A sputtering oarfish may look like a terrifying sea monster, but it's not thought to pose any sort of danger to people or boaters. Uh, oarfish lack scales. Unlike many bony fish, oarfish, 
or fish lack scales. Instead, they have turbicles and a silvery coat of a material called a what? Guanine? 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 Okay. Although they are adapted to survive under high pressure, at the surface, their skin is soft and easily damaged. Oarfish have been said to forecast earthquakes. In Japan, oarfish have long figured into folklore. Smaller than the giant oarfish, the related slender oarfish, which is called the Regulucus ruasulai, is also known as the messenger from the sea god's palace. Ooh la la. And according to traditional belief, if many of the fish wash up, it may signal a coming earthquake. According to the Japanese or Japan Times, there uh, could be some scientific basis to this story, even if scientists don't currently use fish behavior to predict tremors. (laughs) All right. Deep fish, deep sea fish living near the sea bottom are more sensitive to the movements of active faults than those near the surface of the sea. So when you see them coming up, it might be that an earthquake is coming. What a strange looking little creature. Okay, that is your scientific lesson for today. Class, everybody got it? All right, good stuff. Um, Cameron says a little fry up, not with that fish, honey child. Leave that fish alone. Okay, uh, Miss Morna says, Sandy, that's why I don't go there because the ocean belongs to them. <laughs> they say fishermen, not fishermen, not fishermen. Huh? Laughing out loud. Okay. All right, what a sight to behold. Um, folks, climate change is real, whether y'all want to believe it or not. These extreme temperatures, whew, all kind of madness going on as a result. So please just take care of yourselves, all right? Okay. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Um, the, the men's journal had a headline about that oarfish video I just showed you guys. Giant doomsday oarfish encountered by divers in, in Taiwan. Because again, in Asian folklore, they believe that, you know, they mean an earthquake is coming, doomsday. It's going to be catastrophic and blah, blah, blah. All right. Let's let's not bring down no negativity around the place. But I must say that I found that uh, fish to look really weird and fascinating to see it like in real life. Hmm. Not in real life, in a video. (laughs) As close to it as I'm going to be getting. I can assure you, I will not be diving off of Taiwan, honey chair. No, sir. Mm-hmm. All right. Very good. Um, What else we got here, honey chair? Let me just check a couple um, news tidbits on CMR. There is a, a really big um, news situation breaking in relation to the LGBTQ plus community in Jamaica. We're trying to get a um, panel together to have a discussion on this on one day next week. I'll let you guys know how that goes. Congratulations to Usain Bolt. They have unveiled a statue in his honor in Florida. He was honored with a um, bronze statue, um, which was unveiled on the 15th, this past Saturday, in Miramar, Florida. So what a ting. Mess with him. Um, congratulations to him and his, uh, um, you know, accomplishments. Hopefully he can still be getting his money back from that thief in Jamaica. We'll see. Mm-hmm. I might tell him to hold his breath for him. It's hard when you work for your money and then you got people stealing it from right underneath you. 
So look at this. There he is. There's his little signature um, move. And there is the statue in Miramar, Florida. Big up yourself there, Jamaicans. And uh, Osain Bolt. Very, very good. All right. The Haitians. Remember we told you all this story? How there were 37, I think, Haitians that ended up um, washing up in uh, Port Portland, Jamaica. Well, Jamaica, Jamaica, not play with them, honey child. Well, go on. You know what, go on. They're going to find them and deport them back to Haiti. Lord Jesus. Yes, sir. Jamaica say we can't take them, honey child. Keep on moving. So um, I don't know what they're finding them for. They don't got no money. <laughs> so they've been fined for legal entry into Jamaica. 29 adults in the group of 37 who landed in the shores of Boston Beach in Portland last week. They pled, pled guilty to illegal entry when they appeared before the Portland Parish Court early on Tuesday. That was yesterday. They were ordered to pay $7,000 each or face um, three days imprisonment. Mm -hmm. Jamaica not play. Jamaica not play with them. All right. Um, I doubt that they're going to have the money, <laughs> those poor people. So I guess they'll keep them a couple days in jail and prison and then arrange for their immediate deportation. Hmm. What a hot mess. Somebody's asking if I can answer them. No, I'm on air. How can I answer you? I'm on air, live. And there's only so many things I can do. I cannot answer you. Are y'all crazy? If you send me a message that requires more brain power than I can give you, my brain is like a CPU. I don't know if I got your message. I'm on air. Listen, y'all about to make me my pressure go up a notch. I don't know. I'm on air. Let me come off here and then I can look for your message. Lord Jesus. Dean, hallelujah. <laughs> mm -mm. Jeez, I'm peace. I, I swear some of y'all think I'm, a, I'm your elected officials, you know. Let me remind you that I'm not. No, sir. All right, let's talk about some other news before we end the program today. Condolences going out to the family of Mr. Mark Fallon, Mac Connolly, 70 years old, passed away tragically on um, Monday. Um, such a sad situation, really. From East End, you guys will know him. Always such a gentleman. Always so pleasant and so nice. Mr. McFarlane. I've seen him around. He was the chairman of the National Conservation Council. Reportedly died on Monday afternoon at Collier's Beach in East End. Reports from the police are that shortly after 3.10 p.m. on Monday, officers responded to a report of a person in distress on the shore um, off of the Austin Connolly Drive in East End. Very sad. It was reported that a man who CMR later learned was Mr. Connolly had been in the water snorkeling when he experienced some difficulties. He was assisted back to the shore by family and members of the public. They administered CPR until the arrival of emergency services and unfortunately, he was transported to the hospital and subsequently pronounced dead. Uh, Mr. Mack, um, as many of him know, Uncle Mack, or Mr. Connolly, a retired banker 
who believe who um, believed in service to others above all, devoted devoted my apologies his life to helping others not only in his community but throughout um, all of Grand Cayman. Very very positive individual. He was the chair of the National Conservation Committee. He believed in protecting the environment to preserve the beautiful Cayman Islands. And um, some called him a jack of all trades. He carried out work in plumbing, electrical, building, and mechanical. Um, he could repair water pumps and heaters, install fans, fix fixtures. He was just an all-around good Caymanian son of the soil. Uh, committed Christian, studied the word to effectively witness to others and assist others. And um, he considered that his most important duty. So um, rest in peace, good man, and our condolences to his family and, of course, to the community of East End as well. So sad. All right. Um, his son flies for Cayman Airways. Aw. Morna says that we will miss you, friend. Okay. Um, the other person that I'd like to extend our condolences um, Oh, Miss Morna, he's your cousin. Oh, so sad. And he has a son that works immigration, says Vicky. We again extend our condolences. The other family we'd like to extend our condolences to is this gentleman. Um, I don't even have his name, but 63-year-old man died at Health City. Now, I want to talk about this because <clears throat> I think some people, even some of his family members, were a little bit confused by our reporting. <clears throat> now, when we get a story... All of you who watch the program on a regular basis know that this information actually came to me right here on the show. I was on the show and somebody called me in my other number and I answered it and they said, oh, the man stabbed himself at Health City. And I was like, what? That's crazy. So of course, in our fact checking, we found out that it was not a situation where he stabbed himself. It was a situation, in fact, where um, he cut his um, catheter which is the port that goes into, it was in his neck. It was the port that goes into his neck to be able to administer dialysis. So if you've ever um, known someone to get dialysis, it is a very, very difficult thing for your body to go through, but they can put ports in different places in the body. So sometimes it's like in the arm and the hand, I guess they have to access a major artery to be able to recycle because it's like a process of basically recycling your blood. Like they take it out and clean it and whatever, put it back in kind of thing. Totally layman's terms, trust me. And so I think he was recently diagnosed with having to be a dialysis patient. And the story is, and, you know, Health City issued a very brief statement um, giving their condolences, but they acknowledge that this was a case of a self-inflicted injury and he passed away. Now, um, be very clear, right? Self-inflicted may not necessarily mean suicide. Now, I know this is going to sound weird, and y'all like, what the heck does Andy just say? Self-inflicted may not necessarily mean suicide. I don't know what was in his head. And I suspect that nobody knew what was in his head except him. So I was like, do people know? If you take a pair of scissors and you cut your catheter, that you're going to bleed out and that's certain death? I would assume so. Because I'm sure when they put the catheter in, they tell you, um, you know, you don't pull this out. You don't, you know, this is an important port right in a major vein. You can't be messing with it. So if you cut it with a pair of scissors, then without a doubt, you're going to have 
a problem? Well, just like how you have um, accidental drug overdoses. Somebody didn't mean to kill themselves, but they mixed too many of the wrong things together and boom, they're dead. Was that a suicide? No, it was an accidental drug overdose. And that's the medical term that is used, um, you know, by medical professionals. So it was a self-inflicted injury. In other words, nobody cut it. Nobody else cut it. The police obviously are carrying out their investigation. I'm sure that they will issue, they haven't done so as yet, but they'll probably issue some sort of a statement and there'll probably be a formal inquest into this as well. So we extend our condolences to his family. Um, again, very, very tragic situation. He was 63 years old, lived in Lower Valley. Might have been a situation where he was like, listen, I'm 63 years old. I've had 63 good years. I don't want to suffer for 10 years having to do dialysis three, four times a week because it is the most difficult thing in the world. I had an uncle who had to do dialysis. And I can tell you, it takes a real toll on um, the body. So people are questioning, where did he get the scissors from? Apparently, you know, CMR got sources here, there, and everywhere. It actually came from his own grooming and shaving kit. I mean, listen, people don't, um, I mean, the hospital, unless you're in suicide watch, uh, they're not going to be like, oh, don't give you a scissors. Don't give you a cutting knife or, you know what I mean? Like, that's not that unusual that you might have one of those around the place anyway. It's not like they have you strapped down to the bed. You know, you might be sitting there doing crocheting and needling while you're in dialysis and making the time pass. Um, but apparently it's it was in his own um, little personal kit where you're shaving supplies and whatever else. Um, so this um, hemodialysis catheter is just a small plastic tube that's inserted into one of the large veins, oftentimes in the neck or the groin, to then allow them to administer and hook you up to the dialysis machine. Um, and of course, the hemodialysis machine allows your blood to be filtered, right? So we extend our condolences to this man's family. We hope, of course, that they get all of the um, answers, you know, because of course people will always be like, no, that's not what happened. Did somebody really kill? You know, people love a conspiracy theory. In most cases, it is as simple as it looks. He decided to cut it. Was he in his right mind? Was he thinking straight? Did he understand fully what that meant? Only God would know that now, okay? All right. Yes, sir. Good morning, caller. Well, hey, Sandy. Morning, okay, dear. This is near and dear to me. Mm. As everybody that knows that I'm on dialysis. Yes. What I am saying to the to you here now, mm -hmm. and I've spoken it to the powers to be back home. I talked to the minister. She never said or did anything about it. The doctor, nurses, whatever the case. When you're going through dialysis or any major treatment that may be for the rest of your life, uh -huh. you have to be psychological. What is it? Psychologically. Psychologically prepared. Yes. And and, and thing. Let me, I've found, especially in, in our culture, mm -hmm. people felt or still feel that once you're on dialysis, that you're going to a graveyard. You're mm. going to wait to die. 
that is not what dialysis. Dialysis, education, we don't have no education about dialysis back home. Mm. Who don't do their own research? There's none, Mm-mm. right? Mm-mm. So what we have to do right now, let me tell you this. There's people here in the UK, 20 years, 25 years, they refuse even to get a transplant because they are so happy and, and healthy on dialysis. Mm-hmm. So what we have to get hold of, and this is why I'm not in Cayman. This is why I'm not here. There, mm-hmm. like I mm-hmm. I was still in Cayman. I would have been dead and forgotten a long time just because it is no proper education about chronic kidney disease. Mm. There is people living normal life for years. When you get a kidney, you get it. If you don't get it, fine. There's other levels of, of, of um, chronic kidney disease. But let me tell you, you can live a very normal life. I am example for that. Mm-hmm. Because you can go and get your treatment. I see situations back home where patients come in or patients call and say, I'm not coming to dialysis today. I'm not coming. Mm-hmm. How are you not coming? You need to do your dialysis. You, We don't have that force back home. We don't have mm-hmm. that kind of uh, push to say, listen, this is what dialysis is about. It's no big crime. You know, your chances with dialysis is better than being a uh, mm-hmm. um, cancer patient because eventually you will probably get a kidney. Mm-hmm. So I am appealing now, please, for the powers to be, look at the dialysis unit, get some education in there. When you talk there, if you're not a big height of flight, they don't pay you no mind. So mm-hmm. I just don't say anything. Anyone that won't ask me any questions, I am good because I'm well-trained on what dialysis is about and well-trained on mm-hmm, how to mm-hmm. administrate my own dialysis treatment. And it's simply your kidney outside of your body working for you. Mm-hmm. And if you're not getting that cleaned or filtered or whatever it is every other day, then you're going to die. And what's happening maybe in this poor fella thing, it's a stigma mm-hmm, because I've mm-hmm. seen me personally say, Oh God, she's on dialysis. What makes you think I'm gonna die if I'm one of the you know all die? Mm-hmm. And it's not because of dialysis that I'm necessarily gonna die. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You understand? So through your um media, mm-hmm. we have too many deaths from dialysis home to begin mm-hmm, with. Mm-hmm. Too many. And sometimes it's the simplest little thing, too much fluid coming off pressure dropping mm-hmm. these are things that we as persons need to be educated with trained and we can live normal happy lives as a dialysis patient we're restricted yes in many ways but the government need to do something i personally called i sent message to mm-hmm. Mr. Um, turner mm-hmm. he never mm-hmm. paid no mind she's sitting there she don't they don't know listen honey mm-hmm. If you, as everything else, if it's not hurting you, you're not worried about it. Mm. If you're not hurting or affecting you, mm-hmm. you're not worried. Mm. You know who worried what is yourself and your family. Yes. Those are the people that know the effect of, of, of chronic kidney because they're the ones that are there to support you. Mm. Whether it's, you know, mentally, physically, whatever, whatever the situation. Mm-hmm. So I am making an appeal now and you know who I am. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So everybody knows me on, yes. the, on, the, on the radio i say get education in mm. there is a one one week or one month maybe one week march the 9th is a day 
for for all worldwide renal or kidney failure. I pointed that out to them. The mm -hmm. nurses they say, "Oh, we can't do nothing about it." I mean, you can't do nothing about it. Mm -hmm. This is your job. You need to educate your 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 patient. Your patient needs to know what's happening on each level of their treatment and when your blood's coming, what like that. Honestly, um, Sunday, mm -hmm. I feel bad. Mm. I feel bad because I see the difference of treatment. Mm -hmm. And I'm not knocking anyone besides people that you don't feel it, you don't know it. Mm -hmm. You don't mm -hmm. feel it, you don't know it. Thank you, so Carla. Let us get this together. Mm -hmm. And please, Mr. Turner or whoever it is that's in charge of this, then more education needs to be done with chronic kidney. Appreciate okay? it. Thank you very, okay, very much. Bye-bye. Good morning. Another caller in the line. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Morning. Mm -hmm. um, I heard you say this morning that you take blood pressure tablets. Mm -hmm. High blood pressure is the second leading cause of kidney failure. Mm -hmm. um, but what I want to talk about is preventing getting like steps we need to take to prevent ourselves from getting to the point of kidney failure. Mm -hmm. Diabetes puts people at risk. So right, right. Talking about diabetes, you're talking about what people eat, unless there's the persons have some genetic issue that, you know, predisposes them to diabetes. Um, it's a lifestyle thing. Mm. And so, and so whether you end up on that machine has a lot to do with the choices that one makes in their life about how they eat and drink and sleep and all that kind of stuff. And I agree with what she is saying that there needs to be um, better discussions in society about these things. Mm -hmm. um, but what I want to, I want to just take the opportunity to express is that Preventing that is the better course of action, and 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 in a lot of cases, unless there's something genetically wrong with you um, that has caused you to have that uh, a particular issue, mm -hmm. um, it's self-inflicted, and so it's it's about diet and lifestyle. Okay, thank you, caller. Appreciate it. Yep. All right. All right, folks, that's it for our show today. I've got uh, work calls. I've got a business meeting that I got to get to. So you guys have a fantabulous afternoon and rest of your morning. And uh, we'll catch you tomorrow morning. Tomorrow's what, Thursday? Yes, we'll be here. Have a good one. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Cold Hard Truth on Bobo 89.1 FM. Cayman's number one talk show is live weekdays from 7.30 a.m. Never miss an episode again. Watch anytime on CMR's Facebook and YouTube channels for the latest show episodes. Don't forget to follow us online on our social media channels and visit CaymanMarlRoad.com for all the latest news and community happenings. 